welcome to a terrible football show. Hopefully you're having an incredible day today. My name is Alex Light with Sparky3. Uh, we got a pretty good show today, boys, because uh, we got NFL playoffs, man. They are about to hit. We got one week left. We have our playoff scenarios lined up. We got teams clinched. We have division winners. We have the FBS championship we got to talk about, the you know reaction to the playoffs, more transfer portal stuff transfer portal stuff that fucking came out of nowhere mind you we got a lot to talk about today and again hopefully you're having an incredible day because just tune in in this show it's gonna your day's naturally just gonna get a little bit worse but that's okay we're here to have fun and that's all that matters in the end of the day join with me as always i do have shane in studio shane how you doing how you, you know you really how are you feeling after this past weekend i'm feeling great hogs got a uh you know it wasn't i was talking to my dad it wasn't a pretty win but it was a razorback win if I would just say so myself. Right. It was a ground and pound. We, um, the second quarter, they, they owned us. That that Parker Washington receiver, mm-hmm. he could not be stopped in that second in that second quarter. But we owned the other three, um, especially in the second half. Um, KJ could not be stopped. M- put Malik in there. He couldn't be stopped. And then Dominique, he got kind of hurt in the second quarter, but he was still running eight, nine yards of carry. And then. Raheem was doing his thing. I mean, we rushed for like 388 yards or something yeah. like that. So I loved every second of it. And then those uh, those rings are pretty legit too. I saw Sam Pittman put put those out. Apparently, he's buying them himself. Yeah, he is. Um, Team deserves it. He's 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 even buying it for like the staff and mm-hmm. the like the equipment guys. Like he, everybody that has to do anything with this season, he's buying everybody a ring and uh, if you haven't seen it already it's all over twitter go check it out but they're beautiful rings and yeah it has all three of the trophies on there mm-hmm. it, which you know we we pointed out right before we started the show that uh, that's actually technically a first you know since the battle line is so new you know and you and like you were telling me that, that the last time you guys won both the southwest and the boot was probably when bob petrino was here so i mean this is technically a first getting all three trophies then a bowl trophy too yep that's a big deal let's get the rings for it uh first and foremost you could go follow us at twitter at terrible if show we greatly appreciate that as well as which got the other shows like Game Static. Uh, make sure to go check out Game Static episode 70. If you are a fan of games, John, Zach, and I talked about all the games coming out in 2022 that we currently know of right now. It's a pretty good episode there. Uh, also, check out Animan Plus as well as talk about movies and stuff. And lastly, if you want to support us further, Patreon is a great way to do so. Don't feel obligated, though. Just be a friend. Tell a friend. Uh, so, let me go ahead and just turn down the music. Cut the music here. Got something to address. Uh, as you may have already noticed, uh, Tyler is not here. Uh, Tyler messaged me earlier today, and uh, he told me that he couldn't be here because he just. He just couldn't face the music, you know. He was he was dodging he was dodging you, Shane, for weeks. You know, he was scared to he was scared to come in and fight. And uh, now that the uh, the Outback Bowl is all said and done, he just um, he just couldn't do it, man. He couldn't come in. He just couldn't take heat from not only one Razorback fan, but two Razorback fans. Because we have a guest here today. Uh, his name is Josh, also known as Iggy XX, uh, one of Shane's buddies. Josh, how are you doing today, my friend? Diehard Razorback fan. How are you feeling after this past weekend? Oh, I feel phenomenal, man. It's it was such a good game to watch. Um, we we watched it during our twenty four hour stream, so you know that was a little bit technical to work on, but um, you know it it was it was a great game. Yeah, I just I imagine being a Razorback fan, everyone just feels in a pretty good headspace. They feel pretty good about where the team's at as a whole. You know, I'm obviously I I, I have no ties to the teams but you know looking from the outside in I can, I can only imagine you know that you guys just feel in a pretty good place it's kind of how I feel right now with our new head coach down in Miami you know the you know Tyler Van Dyke at quarterback I feel like our future's bright and I imagine that you guys both feel the same about Arkansas uh, oh yeah yeah most definitely um 
The thing is, like, as as a Razorback fan, I I want to say next year can even be better. But as somebody that's, that that's also unbiased at times, especially while doing this podcast, it, you got you got to be unbiased. I, at I, times. I try to be, I try <laughs> to be as much as possible while doing stuff like this. We're losing a lot of pieces, right? I mean, we had three more players announced that they're le- uh, leaving for the draft um, right after the bowl game, mm-hmm. and um, I mean. That defense is going to be depleted. I know we've got two defensive ends coming in. we got a receiver coming in. Um, we got some pretty talented recruits coming in. We have a, I mean, we have a top 15 recruiting class coming in. But, I mean, next year is still we're still going to have, for the third straight year in a row, Arkansas is going to have the number one toughest schedule in the country. Mm-hmm. So, again, I'm going to leave my hopes up. I don't know what the schedule is going to last as far as on, like, record-wise right now. It's way too early to do that, but... I'm not gonna try to get my hopes up right now. That's fair. That's fair. Just be realistic. Keep you know, keep it uh you keep it meant to a minimum for now until we can actually start to see something on the field. Uh well before we actually jump into everything, Josh, why don't you take a moment to to the listeners a little bit about yourself, you know, where they can find you, what 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 you enjoy to stream and stuff. You know, you know, the floor is yours. Let's talk about it. What do you like to do? Um, honestly, man, I like to I like to game a lot. Um probably a little too much sometimes. I hear that. Um <laughs> I, uh, I I play Fortnite with Shane all the time, even though sometimes, like, you know, I'll, I'll be like, man, I, I, I really want to play something else. He's like, no, nah, man, we're getting dubs, man. But, uh, you know, <laughs> it'd be like that sometimes. Uh, we just started playing Madden again, been having a blast with that. Um, like, mainly stream, just pretty much anything I'm playing. You know, I play, I play Madden, Fortnite, um, was playing Call of Duty, now it's trash. Uh <laughs> <laughs> we won't go there. That's that's a, that's that's something that's to talk about every day. Um, <laughs> um, I tried out that Super People game the other day. It was was pretty dope. Um, you know, just pretty much anything. Um, I just you know um, found my love for football probably around like ten years ago, and so you know I don't have a whole lot of knowledge, but you know I love the sport. I, I played it for you know a while. Um, you know, I played all through high school. But I never really paid attention to like college or NFL, because um, I, I mean, obviously Arkansas, we we have our ra- Razorbacks, um, but we don't have like a professional team. So you know, I would pay attention to the Razorbacks here and there, but I never would really pay attention to NFL. And then I ended up, you know, following Cam Newton through college. hated hated him at Auburn, just like Shane, but uh, <laughs> but that's just because he was on the opposing line. But uh, you know, once he once he went to the Panthers, you know, I started following the Panthers a little bit. Became a Panthers fan. Um, kind of regretting it here recently. I was making a joke to Shane. I think it was what was it like last week that I was uh, thinking about entering the fan transfer portal. Um, <laughs> oh no! It's it's getting yeah, it's getting a little rough. Are you going to be like my friend you know, Seth and go from like the Panthers to like some like super top tier teams? That's what my buddy Seth did. He went. He was a diehard Browns fan for years, and then he jumped from the Browns to who? The Super Bowl champions, Kansas City Chiefs. I mean, like if that if that's not a, a bitch ass move, I don't know what is. Are you going to do something like that? Are you going to a, an amazing team? No, I'll, I will okay. never. I will never be a Chiefs fan. Period. Um. <clears throat> But um, I, I I don't know, man. I follow multiple teams. Like, I follow the Panthers. I, I've been following the Cowboys a lot lately because they've been out here killing it. Um, 
you know, I used to hate the Cowboys growing up because everybody and their brother was a Cowboys fan in Arkansas. But uh, that's true. But you know, I've I've kind of, you know, found some respect for him. Uh, I also uh, I, I wouldn't call myself a Packers fan, but uh, you know, I like Aaron Rodgers. All right, well that, that's fair. Yeah, even though I'm even though I'm a, a diehard Bears fan, I do like Aaron Rodgers, and I will say a majority of my love of Aaron Rodgers, I will not lie, is pretty much thanks to the Pat McAfee show the past two seasons because that yeah Aaron Rodgers Tuesday is one of the best days of the week for that show. It for sure oh, yeah. is. So I, I I cannot deny that. And then surprisingly, I like the Lions a lot. Um, you know, they may not be doing that hot, but they kind of remind me of. Uh, of uh, Arkansas Razorbacks of the NFL, you know they're in a rebuild. Even though they're the even though they're in my division, I can't hate the. I just can't hate the Lions. I mean, who See, can? I don't. Yeah, I really don't hate. I don't. I like the Lions too. And you got to root for them in some capacity. And their front office always drafts Razorback players. I mean, they have like five or six of them on the roster right now. Mm-hmm. So yeah, they they definitely have potential, big big time potential. I've been uh, I've been using them in our quarterback league that we just made, and uh, you know, it, it, it hasn't been pretty. But I've been getting dubs, so, you know, well, it is what it is. Before we catch up on these uh, previous predictions, uh, go ahead and shout out some of your Twitter, Instagram, uh, Twitch, whatever we can find you at. Which also, for just um, the listeners, everything that he's about to shout out will be linked down below. My my Twitter and my Instagram are both TTV, uh, IggyXX, and then uh, my actual Twitch is uh, IggyXX, and then my YouTube is IggyX. So, yeah, go, um, go show him some YouTube's love, give him a more, follow, and everything. Yeah, YouTube's a little more complicated to find, but you can find me in the comments section of pretty much every video. So, <laughs> yeah, YouTube is always going to be complicated to find until you can get that hundred subscriber mark where you can create your own URL. <laughs> yeah, that's 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 oh, yeah. always the pain. Before that, it's just like yeah, just go to YouTube and just search it. You'll find it. <laughs> and I, and I will say one thing since I've been following the show. Um, since Tyler reached out to me with the links and everything, and I've been following the show since like episode three or four, uh, I immediately re- reached out to Iggy. I was like, yo, we got to listen to the show. I'm probably going to be on it here soon as a guest or whatever. And he's been an avid listener since. So I appreciate that. Oh, yeah. yeah, I definitely appreciate all the support. I see all the comments that you put up and everything. So I definitely appreciate all the support. I'm glad that you're able to get on and chat a little football with us here today because we got a lot to talk about, boys. Um, we'll go ahead and jump into our predictions real quick. Uh, Shane, you and I, we did pretty well in the NFL. We both went 11 and five. Um, that brings me to a one fifty six ninety nine one for NFL, uh, for bowl games. I'm overall as a 22, 14. I'm not going to say what we did last week. Cause there's still games ongoing. We still got one today, but just overall I'm 22 and 14, uh, FCS playoffs. That's still, we're waiting on the results for that one. That, that's actually this weekend. So I'm 14, eight there. Tyler went nine and seven to a one forty nine one Oh six and one record. He is nineteen seventeen for the bowl games with a nine and 13 record for the FCS playoffs and then Shane you're overall for the NFL you were back in the positive with a 55-51 record uh, for bowl games you are 21-15 and 15, man me and you are fucking close Close. <laughs> Me and you are staying close, 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 on, close on this shit. Like, because the FCS playoffs, you're uh, 13 and 9. I'm 14. We're, we're fucking close with each other. I'm, on a this game, shit. I'm a game behind you in the bowl game and, I, yeah. and a game behind you in on the, the playoffs. Dude, it's so goddamn close. Uh, going over to the spreads, uh, I didn't do great on either or. Uh, but, you know, hey, betting is on its way for us. Uh, so I've got to get this shit together. I'm going to figure it out. Okay. Uh, I went 2 and 4 for college, bring me to a 17 19. I went 2 and 4 for the NFL, bring me to an 18 16. Tyler went 2 and 4 for college. As well, bring him to a 12 and 24. 
<laughs> that, that, that guy never needs to bet for the rest of his life because he also went one and five in the NFL. Bring him to a fifteen and nineteen. Shane, you went three and three in college. Bring you to twenty three and fifteen. You also went four and two in the NFL. Bring you to a nineteen and fifteen. All I gotta say is I'm happy. I'm at least winning in my own spreads. Yeah, at least he's <laughs> winning in, in the cat in the section that belongs to him. Um, all right, so let's jump into the talking points. We've already kind of been talking about, it, but first off, I actually had the Arkansas Arkansas stuff. Uh, do you boys have more you want to chat about about you know, involving that? Any more thoughts? No, not really. Um, I would just like to add. I mean, again, it, it's it's something that's going to be historic. It's going to be something that's going to be remembered by Razorback fans for many, many, many years. Um, especially, I think it's not only because it's the first time that it's happened that we've won all of our rival trophies and a bowl game trophies in the in the year. Yeah. But to go from what we've been the last not only two years, but the last eight years, um, going through John L. Smith and Brett Bielema and then Shad Morris, um, and then being where we are now. Um, so it, it's definitely looking up, and I'm definitely ready for the future. Um, again, I don't know how well that's going to be like immediately as far as I think next year, but I think like the year after though. Yeah, definitely looking forward to years to come though. I think Sam Pittman is a guy I can see him being here for ten years and retiring. Um, so I'm I'm here for it. So, what about you, Josh? Yeah, any, I, any, more, any more thoughts on it? Yeah, I'm kind of the same way, man. I can see the light at the end of the tunnel, and uh, it's it's the future's looking bright for sure. Whenever um, I was listening to you guys' live stream, you guys were listening to the game, and one particular thing that I heard one of the commentators say is that uh, Arkansas fans went through their their rough patch, and Arkansas fans have, have been through the dirt. So you know, it, it you know, just the commentator was talking about how Arkansas fans are, are now reached a point where it's like you guys deserve this kind of thing. Uh, most definitely, oh, yeah. and because once you look once you look at back, back at it, Arkansas football. I mean, of course, there have been years that we've been bad, but never we've never stooped that low you know like when you guys had chad yeah um you know going winless in the sec so many times you know not even not even competing you know not even you know it'd be another thing as if we were competing and just losing games Mm -hmm. you know by you know a score no we were getting i mean division two teams were coming in there and making us look bad right so then you had embarrassing plays like that one North Texas one. Yeah, I mean stuff that hap- that I've never seen Arkansas happen. I mean, last time um Arkansas lost to a Division 2 team was um I I forgot the coach, my dad knows it, but we lost to a Division 2 team. I forget what team, but literally the AD at the time, which was Frank Brules, literally went on the field and fired our coach before he walked off the field because we lost that game. So, it like which that kind of speaks to him, like because Frank Brules kind of had this expectation of what he wanted Razorback football to be. Because mm-hmm. I mean, he is Razorback football, right? Um, so he would, I would hate to see what Frank Brules would have seen if he was around to see what Chad Morris did to the program. But you know, we're moving on up. So uh, again, looking forward to it. And I will, I will add one last thing before we move on here. And this is, again, coming from someone who's not an Arkansas fan. While I don't care for the Razorbacks and I don't follow them really in any capacity outside of this show and because I know people that are Razorback fans, one thing that I have always respected about the program is just how high of a regard they are held because, like – 
you know, you can look at certain programs across the country, right, that have, you know, any sort of pro athletics within the state. And it's just like while a program can be held in such high regard, you have to also remember, well, there's also a pro team here, you know, like Miami. Miami is held in a very high regard, but there's also Tampa Bay Buccaneers. There's the Miami Dolphins, which has a rich history, you know, et cetera. You have other athletics, Miami Heat, et cetera. But, like, when it comes to teams like Alabama or Arkansas, for two great examples that don't have that – that pro team, like legitimately pro team, I'm not going to count you know Alabama with like the Birmingham Iron when they had that bullshit league, but like a legitimate pro team, like that program is held in such an unbelievably high regard because that is your pro team for your state. So like you know that, that's one thing I've always respected about Arkansas is that uh, you know of how high of a what what you know what the standard is meant to be. And uh, I do feel like you guys are in that position to now hold that standard for years to come with Sam Pittman and, and the places that are being put into place here. Most, so. most definitely. And another thing is as well that it can, can kind of come with some downside, right? Arkansas fans almost get like a like a bad rep because we are so passionate, right? Right. And I, I've said this a couple times on the show, you know, you do bad and we're going to dog you even like even worse than what you – are playing. Mm-hmm. If you do mediocre, we're gonna make you look bad. But if you're doing great, if you're doing if you're doing good, we're, we'll hype you up to where you think you're the best coach in the world. Right. So it, it's kind of a hit or miss there. It's it's kind of tough, um, especially from a person that is a diehard Razorback fan. And on Saturdays or on Friday when we play, you know, last game of the year, day after Thanksgiving, I am completely so unbiased. I mean, it's completely biased. It's unreal. <laughs> but the other six days of the week, I try to be as unbiased and and look at it as far as a football standpoint right. to where I'm not one of those fans that, oh, we ran the ball 40 times during Penn State, fire yeah. Kendall Bryles. Like, I try not to be that way, but, right. you know, it is what it is. Yeah, be a football fan first and an insert favorite team name here second. Yeah, that's how I basically live my life with sports. But let's jump over to the next topic. Let's jump into something that – I'm pretty sure caught the in- – I don't think there's a single person that was not shocked by this news. Absolute stud, potential, like, face of college football. We'll see. Uh, Caleb Williams has entered the transfer portal. Now, he does you – know, it is kind of, you know, said that, you know, he could return to Oklahoma, but I don't think he's going to return to Oklahoma now because tying into that, Dylan Gabriel flipped from UCLA to OU as well. So, to me, that indicates Caleb is, in fact, gone. That's wild to me. That's nothing. I understand Lincoln is gone. I get it. But I did not see Caleb Williams ditching OU. What was you boys' thoughts on this? Because this really came out of left field. Yeah, it was kind of crazy. I have a good friend of mine, uh, Clifton. Um, He listens to the show. So, he is a diehard Oklahoma fan. His whole entire family's from Oklahoma. They moved here from Oklahoma, or they moved here to Little Rock and Little Rock to Bryant in this area, um, like elementary school. Mm-hmm. So they've been diehard Oklahoma fans, and he didn't even like believe me. Like, <laughs> yeah, I had to send him. I had to send him like Caleb Williams's Twitter like announcement. Mm-hmm. Like, no, dude, like he's gone. And then, like, all the speculations were coming up, like, if it was because of an NIL deals or was it because of this or because of that, was it because of coaching, like, what was it all about? Um, and then, you know, a couple hours later, Dylan Gabriel announced that he's going to Oklahoma and he flipped his commitment from UCLA. I'm like, well, there you go. And I was like, he's just probably just scared of competing, you know, and not, not necessarily scared of competing, but 
you know, he's proved him proved himself in the bowl game and throughout the year that he is the guy. Yep. And he basically forced Mitchell Radler out because of that. And then he forced the number two quarterback in the country to decommit from Oklahoma to follow Kendall Brown, uh, not Kendall Browns, to follow Lincoln Riley over to USC. And then Malachi Nelson. Yeah, Malachi Nelson over to USC. And then, so he's like, okay, I'm the guy next year. Like, it's my team. And then news breaks that Dylan Gabriel commits. So then, like, you got to think in the back of his mind, okay, Brent Venables doesn't believe believe in me. I'm going to go ahead and see what my options are open. And I did see that the number one leading right now is actually going to be Georgia. Uh, Stetson is currently a senior, so that could actually work out pretty well for Caleb to come in there and just immediately be the guy next year. Yeah, I saw I saw a th- I forgot who it was, but they actually had Georgia, Miami. Yeah, I saw Miami and some other teams on there. Um, that was pretty surprising. Um, I'm very conflicted about Miami one. I am because I, I like Caleb a lot, but I've been a very adamant like stop taking transfers. We got a guy. Let's work with him. But I don't know. Caleb is a little bit more dynamic than Tyler Van Dyke. I'm he sorry. Is. He really is. <laughs> um, I think really any team in the country right now would would like to have him. I think Georgia will be probably the most likely destination. I mean, with Stetson on his way out. But see, uh, the thing is, though, what intrigues me about that, Arch Manning's got Georgia's number one on his list right true. now. That's true, yeah. So does that affect him, right? Because um, unless Arch Manning wants to sit for two years, because by the time, well, technically two years, because he'll get there, because he's class of 23, right? Yeah, he's class of 23. Yeah. So he'll... So, if he still goes to Georgia while Caleb Williams is there, Caleb Williams will be a junior. So at that point, though, Caleb would probably be on his way to the draft, though, right? I would think so. Yeah. I, w- I wouldn't think that he would stay all four years. I would. I would think that Arch may have to like maybe do a redshirt freshman year, you know, and then you know once Caleb will potentially probably go to the draft, then he, you know Arch would be a redshirt freshman, you're ready to start. Yeah, but you still got to think it's got to affect Arch a little bit. Yeah, in maybe making another decision because true the hype with him you know he's got to in his mind he's got to be coming in starting as a true freshman right yeah i mean in his mind yeah i mean i would think so in my <laughs> opinion he's a true freshman starter nah, and yeah. by, by all of his you know by all of his tape i think he i think he's probably one of the most ready quarterbacks that's coming out of the high school and since long, trevor yeah in a long time so yeah trevor was really the last one that where he came out of uh high school and it's just like you can tell this guy's ready to go yeah um i will say also speaking of oklahoma and clifton um he also sent me todd bates has uh accepted a position at oklahoma as an associate head coach and co-defensive coordinator for run defense okay shout out to that shout out to that and also appreciate clifton for listening we appreciate that 100 percent um, Josh, what what about you, man? How are how are you feeling towards all this transfer portal stuff? Like, how are you feeling towards Caleb ditching Oklahoma, and how are you feeling towards uh, Gabriel going to Oklahoma? Because I actually really, I, it doesn't matter where he was going to go if it was going to be UCLA or Oklahoma. I love Gabriel in both spots. I, I just like Gabriel as a player. But how how are you feeling towards this? Yeah, I honestly didn't didn't really follow either one of them a whole lot. But when I seen it on, on like on there that um, we were going to be talking about it today, I uh, I went and kind of looked him up and. Uh, to me, to me, it seems like you know he already came in and sat underneath uh, Radler, yeah. and so he, with another quarterback coming in that to potentially have to fight for it, 
he's like, nah, like I'm I'm not about that life on on sitting underneath another quarterback potentially. Especially um, one that's in my opinion his... more proven than Spencer. Oh, hundred percent. Yeah. I think Dylan's a lot yeah, more proven. He, you know, I didn't want... start uh following Dylan Gabriel until I got on the show and y'all and y'all were hyping him up so much. I, I went and looked him up. I didn't realize he was a he's a lefty. Yep. He's a fellow lefty. Yeah, he's a lefty. I uh and I watched a lot of his tape over the last couple of weeks. And if he was I think if he was to come out if he would have played this year and played well, he very well could have been the first quarterback off the board. I think so too. That injury just set him back. That's ultimately what it came down to. Uh, but anyways, Josh, what were you saying? I'm sorry to interrupt. But, <laughs> it's all good. Um, but yeah, I think that's I think that's a big big reason why is uh, he doesn't want to he doesn't want to potentially sit underneath another quarterback. He wants to have his moment. That way, he does have that draft stock whenever he does decide to go into the draft. Yeah, especially since like so. what Shane was saying, Caleb's already kind of proven he's the guy. I mean, he had a phenomenal freshman year. Freshman year. I mean, he's proven that he yeah. is. A guy, not the guy, but a guy. And he can be the guy. And he could potentially be the face of college football like I already pitched. You know, so why why be willing to set behind another guy? Fuck that. You know, so I mean, I, I don't blame him for wanting to transfer. And it's just a matter of where. Uh, I'm going to say Georgia. I think that's going to be a good fit. But, and what a what a wild day that was getting that news. That fucking caught me off guard. Um, talking about Georgia, how are we feeling towards the national championship? Uh, Georgia and Bama. Naturally, Bama beat Cincinnati, beat the crap out of them. Like I've stated on the show, that was an emotional pick. I knew they were going to lose, but I still wanted to support the Bearcats for making it this far. But uh, how are we feeling? Toward, now, I will say Georgia and Michigan, that one shocked me. The score. That one, I think, shocked oh, yeah. me and probably a lot of people. Yeah, it definitely shocked me, especially since I had – like I was thinking, okay, Georgia with Kirby Smart, he's been there what four or five years, something like that. Yeah, yeah, something like that. I was yeah. like, maybe they're not quite over the hump yet. Um, they're recovering from, you know, them being favored in the SEC championship to getting blown out in the SEC championship. Maybe they're not, you know, going to be quite recovered um, emotionally from that game yet. So it kind of be like a lookover game. And I thought Michigan was going to – I thought Aiden Hutchinson and the other defensive end, I forgot his name, um, was going to be able to get penetration on the edges to slow them down, to get pressure to Bennett, but it just couldn't happen. It didn't happen. And um, Stetson Bennett made them pay for it. Right. So how are we hey, feeling towards the championship? Josh, go ahead and take lead on this. Uh, yeah, I, I think – I honestly think that George is going to come out um, with a vengeance and uh, make Bama pay for completely embarrassing them in the SEC championship. Fair. Um, that's that's just how I feel. Um, you know, I may I may be a little teensy bit biased there because I, <laughs> I hate Bama more than Georgia. Fair. But but I just feel like you know they they got practically embarrassed in the SEC championship, and there's no way that it, that it doesn't at least be a closer game if and if not a closer game, then I feel like Alabama's going to come in overconfident and end up getting kershmacked by Georgia. So, See, I, I, I'm a strong believer in I believe it when I see it kind of thing. Mm-hmm. I do believe that it gives them extra motivation to play a little bit harder because they probably came into the SEC championship with a big head. Like, okay, we're, we are the guys to beat. And Alabama's like, nah, nah, nah. Sit down. Yeah. Nah, son, the, you are – we are still daddy in, in the SEC. All right. Um, and then they came up and, and 
Spank's little son, Georgia, there, and he's still the big dog. And I think until that big dog gets beaten, it's still Bama. I think the game will be close, but I'm I'm still taking Bama in the game. Yeah, I'm going to rock with Bama as well in that game. Um, I, I, I would like to see Georgia win. Don't get me wrong. Um, you know, I'm, I'm – borderline kind of want to use an emotional pick on that um but i don't know i i in my opinion i think the big difference is i I do think it's offense i think that's the big difference between the two i'm not going to sit here and say george's offense is bad because by obviously no means they are but when you compare the two offenses i don't think there is a comparison i just don't i don't think stetson is a guy compared to compared to bryce i really really genuinely do not i mean how many Let's say casual fans that follow college football, you know, know uh, players from certain. How many people actually know the quarterback's name for Georgia? Probably not very many. I mean, st- you know, how many people actually know Stetson's name? You or know? how many people know this hyped up guy that's sitting behind him that's been beat out because he was injured? Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah. I, I don't know. Georgia just to me does not have the firepower. And I get they've put up a lot of points at times. I get it. I understand. I know this could be considered a bad take. But I, in, in, if you're comparing these two teams, I don't think Georgia has the offensive firepower to beat Alabama. I just don't. The only way that I see them staying in the game is defense, is their offensive line. I mean that is fair. Their offensive their, their line off, is their demonic. offensive line. Their offensive line literally held possibly the number one pick and another top ten pick in defensive end to nothing. Mm-hmm. They had zero pressure. I don't think they had any. They might have had a couple of hurries, but I don't think they had any sacks on him. I don't think they had any any kind of pressure to affect that offense. If they can do that with Will Anderson and that defensive tackle that Alabama has. They may have a shot to stay in the game. Sure. But like you say, I don't think they have not only the the firepower, but the experience in dealing with Alabama to win the game. So it's gonna I, I think it's gonna be at least a very good game to watch. I think it's gonna be at least better than the SEC championship. And ultimately at the end of the day, I feel like that's what's important as a football fan is that we can get to at least watch a, a pretty solid game. And hopefully this weekend also has a pretty solid game with the FCS championship as well of uh, North Dakota State and Montana State. Hopefully that's also going to be a fun game to watch. Uh, let's hop over to some NFL talks, though, because I want to kick things off with uh, <laughs> the wildest story to happen this past weekend. <laughs> like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> the wildest story by far. And that's Antonio fucking Brown. What the hell happened there? Like, this dude went on full-blown fuck-this-job mode. Like, I've heard multiple stories coming out now. I've heard stories where he thought that his ankle wasn't good enough to play and he was told to leave. I was told he was being forced to try to play. I don't know. But regardless, there's a better way to handle this situation than what he did. So, at first at first glance, when I just saw – I strictly saw the video. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it was a fan video. Yep. It was Mike Evans going trying over there, him down. trying to talk him down. And then Antonio Brown was kind of like shoved his arms away and like took off his pads, threw his shirt and gloves into yep. the stands, <laughs> and pretty much just walked off just basically in the nicest way possible, flipping off everybody and just walked down to the thing. Yep. I was, okay, well, that's Antonio Brown. That's one of his rants. He's done for. Like he's like no one will ever pick him up in the NFL again. Like mm-hmm. his career is done. Same, I consider that. But the then, uh, probably a couple hours later, news broke that it could possibly be that there was some shady stuff going on with the staff keeping him out of the game because they didn't want to pay him his incentives. Yep. 
And I was like, well, if that's the case, I completely agree with Antonio Brown. That's some shady shit. Agreed. And and then news broke today. I don't know if you've seen it. It was because of his injury. He felt personally that he was not 100% and he didn't want to go out there and risk it. Um, but then Bruce Arians and the offense coordinator said, well, if you're not one to play, then leave. And he's left. So what's the real story? Well, I don't know if we'll, I don't, I, I don't know. I don't know if we'll actually know, you know, cause I, I, you know, cause now, you know, Bruce Arians came out and said that he's just no longer a buck, but they haven't actually cut him yet. Uh, it's been a few days now, a couple days, and he's still technically a Tampa Bay Buccaneer. He has not been released yet. So what the hell is the actual story? I don't know. Is it the injury? Is it the incentive? I don't know. I, I would I would bank money personally on the injury angle. I with when when you have a when you have Tom Brady as your quarterback, I don't think Tom's gonna allow a team to not met, you know get a, a player his incentives, especially a player that Tom has openly gone on record supporting, yeah. even living in Tom Brady's house up in New England when Antonio was there for a few weeks. Like Antonio and and you know and AB, I mean AB and Tom Brady, like they're they're good friends. Like I, I when your quarterback's Tom, you you're not gonna not get your yards and stuff to get incentives. Tom's not going to let that happen. Tom would take a pay cut to make sure a player got what, you know, that incentive. I mean, that's just the facts. Yeah. So I would bank on the injury angle, which, I mean, if that's the case, like, I, I, I don't know. It's tough to decide. I will say this. I hate Antonio Brown. I think he's a massive fucking clown. But if he was actually wronged in any sort of situation, I mean, ultimately, I'm going to side with the, you know, the, the yeah. side that was on the right, which could be him. But I think he's a massive fucking clown. See, th- that's the thing. Like in previous situations, Antonio Brown handled the situation wrong. Yeah. And even if that's the case, even in this situation, even if it is because of the injury and him not feeling right, I see it from two perspectives. Right. If you got cleared by the trainer that you can play. And you suit it up in pads like you're going to play. And then they tell you to go in the game. And you're like, nah, you know, I, my ankle's still not 100%. I get that. You know your body better than anybody. You need to protect yourself. You're making money doing this. I completely agree. But if it's just a case where he just didn't want to play and he's using an excuse, that's a whole nother ordeal there. Yeah. But if it is a case to where... You know, he is not right as far as an ankle injury um, and not feeling 100% to go in there. I I completely side with him as far as telling Bruce Arians, no, I'm not good. We have we still have weapons out there that can do the job. Um, I'm you know, At that point, they were down, what, 10 points or something like that. Mm. So I completely agree with him wanting to sit out. But then on the backside of, he should have not handled it the way he oh, did. Oh, 100%. He could have easily no. just walked off the field with his pads on, you know, and have speculate. Because the whole point of the whole thing of this is, you know, let people guess. Because if he would have just walked off with his pads on, people are like, oh, what's going on with Antonio Brown? Is he hurt? Is this? Is it? But then when you react the way you do, and you <laughs> sling your pads off, you sling your helmet off, you toss stuff into the stands, mm-hmm. it's very childish. Now, yep. I understand that he's dealt with some some mental health issues. 100%. And, uh, you know, that's a whole other ordeal. Um, and I understand from the, from at least up to this point, he's gotten help and he's gotten control of it. And I do understand that there are some, some how do you, what what is the word I'm looking for? Um, things that kind of trick, like triggers. Yeah, triggers. Um, that can, can kind of activate those things. So I completely uh, can see that as well. But... Um, at that point, you know, 
if if you've gotten control of it, there's got also got to be a way to where you can kind of bring yourself down to not react like that, especially in front of hundreds of thousands of people. Yep, there in the stands and millions of people watching at at the time. Like it's just a bad look. Yep. And then like the next night he was at a basketball game, so. You know, there, there's goods and bads to both of that whole entire situation. Uh, Josh, what do you think about it? I honestly, like, everything everything that I've been reading has been, has been about, like, that he wasn't feeling good enough to play, um, but he suited up anyway, um, you know, uh, because they wanted him to go in. And I think he actually, did he not take any, any like, touches at all? No, he got, he got, some, he got some receptions. Yeah, so like he had already been in the game, he probably wasn't feeling yeah, like cuz literally, literally so, a play a play before he, this all happened. He literally made a cornerback yeah. look ridiculous. Yeah, I mean he had a true AB yeah. sort of play. Yeah, and so I feel like he he probably landed on his his ankle wrong or something and was like I like I really don't want to be like cuz with him being so close to his incentives, probably wouldn't want to get injured and not be able to get him. Um and you know Arians, from the video clip that I seen, um, Arians looked like he was getting pretty heated at him about him not going in. Which, you know, I get it. You want all your weapons on the table, but you know, if if one of your players, like like you said, they know their body better than anybody. Yep. If one of your players is literally telling you they're not good enough to play, um, you know, you should just trust them on it. Like, because would you rather them sit out a few play or sit out for that one game or be out for the rest of the season? Right, right. So, you know, uh, that's the way I feel about it is that, you know, yeah, he could have handled it better, like y'all said, um, you know, because it was super childish the way he handled it. Um, and I actually um, was – we were just talking about this yesterday. You know, I, I also feel like he should have just left his pads on, walked into the locker room, got dressed out, left, and let – you know, he probably still have his job. Like he would probably still be able to stay on the team. Well, rumors are is that once he once he refused to go in, Bruce Arians told him that he was that he's going to be cut, and then that's what forced him to react that way. Which so is freaking ridiculous. That's the rumors but, that I that I heard because I heard that Bruce Arians that once once it happened, he was like, "Well, if you're not wanting to play, you're not going to be part of this team," and then that's when you know he reacted the way, and Mike Evans went over there and he reacted the way he did. But like I said, like. Also, you know, I, I spoke on his mental health earlier. The team, the, Arians has got to be more aware of that as well. Knowing, you know, you have a player that's previously dealt with mental health. And as serious as that as that is these days with people coming out, you know, um, verbally stating, you know, hey, like, I, I deal with these issues. I'm working on them. Like, you've got to be cautious with that. And for Bruce Arians to to get so heated to tell him, mid-game, like, okay, well, if you're not wanting to play, you're no longer on the team. Like, of course, that's going to upset him, you know, with okay. with whatever he's dealing with. So, I again, I understand the reaction. Do I like it? No, not necessarily. But Right. And I will also say one thing about it as well. And I'm not going to sit here and, and defend Bruce Arians in this regard. Um, and I'm not, you know, going to necessarily defend anything that he said in terms like, if, if you don't want to play, you're not part of this team. Um, which I feel like that I feel like those exact word, the exact quote that Shane just said in that in that exact manner. I feel like that's stuff that's probably been said a lot throughout history, which is fair. If you're not going to play, then why why should you be put, considered part of the team? But in AB's case, I mean, 
in Bruce's mindset as the head coach of this team, and I think also, you know, I know they do have a GM, but, you know, in this case, I feel like Bruce also kind of acts like a GM as well. You got to remember, like, AB was already on a very, very short leash because, honestly, I'm I'm shocked that he wasn't cut after the fake vaccination card. I mean, that, that to me, if I was a GM or a coach, I mean, he would have been gone because that's just like, you know, that that's a big deal in the current world that we're in is that you have a fake COVID vaccination card. So, I mean, because of that and just other instances that's popped up and, you know, he was already on a short leash and maybe it's just kind of a, I feel like both parties fucked up here is what I'm trying to get to is that while he was on a short leash where it's just like, I can understand why he's saying like, this is the final straw sort of thing. Bruce could have handled it in a different way. Just like AB could have handled it in a different way. Oh, Either way, it's better for the two to go separate ways. You know, AB and the team based on a, st- a pile up of things AB has done, but on both sides of things, I feel like it could have been handled differently. I still stand by my statement, though. I think AB is a fucking clown, and I do not like him as a player. He is up in the same realm as Cortland Finnegan. I just don't like the fucking guy as a player at all. Yeah, I agree. Um, both sides could have handled both thing like both like both of their sides better. Yeah. Um, I think just emotions were high, and yeah, which happens, which which especially especially in a football game when you're literally the defending Super Bowl champs and you're losing to the Jets. Yep. Sorry to all Jets yeah. fans that's listening, but they understand. you're losing <laughs> to the Jets. They and, understand. And, and and at that point, it wasn't even close. I mean, they were down by at least two scores yep. from what I remember. Yep. So it's like, okay, you know, they're already getting heated that they're losing to this team and then all this stuff happens and miraculously they come back and win because it's the Jets. So, yep. you know, but again, like both sides could have done things better. Um, as far as as far as personal, I don't like Antonio Brown, but I do wish him the best. I know how, how tough mental illness is, um, and I, I just hope that he does find something to to help. You know, regardless if he never plays in the NFL again, I hope that he finds happiness with himself as far as mental in, illness and gets that taken care of because that's a a very real tough thing to deal with. So. And uh, taking a little segue from there, from Antonio Brown, just as, you know, talking about the team as a whole, you know, the the Bucks, uh, they won the division, I think, last week. Uh, first time they've actually won the NFC South since 2007, which was led by Jeff Garcia. Shout out to that. A little throwback for you. Um, you know, do you feel like, you know, they already don't have Godwin. Godwin's out with, I think it was an a- Achilles or ACL, one of the two. I don't remember which. I think it was Achilles. Uh, they still got, obviously, the, the the trusty goat of Mike Evans. They still got Rob. They still got, you know, Cameron Braid. I think O.J. Howard has been off and on with injuries and stuff. They brought in Lev Bell not long ago. Yeah, but do you think this, you know, just not having Godwin now, this whole thing, do you think this is going to fuck the Bucks over going to the playoff hunt? you think this is going to cause a distraction for the team? I would think so. But the thing is. You got Tom Brady. As soon as you- you, I mean, yeah, you, you've got Tom Brady back there, and whatever, whatever kind of situations that you've got going on, if you could look back there and you have number number twelve, you're like, okay, we've got a shot. Yeah, like regardless of who's playing. I mean, he he literally made a Super Bowl with Danny Amendola, Chris Hogan as receivers. Hey, don't disrespect them like that. Like, <laughs> don't get me wrong, but up until Tom Brady was their quarterback, yep. who who the fuck knew who they were? Okay, I knew who Dami Amendola was because, believe it or not, the dude was actually a low-key stud in St. Louis like his rookie year when they were still St. Louis. Now, Chris Hogan, on the other hand, I had no fucking idea who he was until, until he came <laughs> to the Patriots. Yeah, so, so as long as you've got number 12 back there, regardless of who's on the field with, with him, he's going to make them better, and they're going to have a chance to win. So. That's true. I mean, you look at the history of who 
Tom has had, uh, you know, in New England. I mean, he made Deion Branch a Super Bowl MVP. Then Deion Branch went on to get a fucking big contract from Seattle and never did a damn thing ever again. Yeah. So, no, I mean, that is true. I do feel like it could cause some distractions for the team, and I feel like it could possibly hit them in the side a little bit. But at the end of the day, they do still have Tom, so they're going to have a shot. Uh, next thing that I want to jump over to is uh, I've seen these a little bit off and on recently, but just today, today they've been really fucking heating up. What do you guys think about the possibility of Jim Harbaugh coming back, back up to the NFL ranks? Because I've seen some rumors off and on about it. I, I've seen some ties to the Bears. It's one of the most common ties that I've seen, obviously, him being a former first-round draft pick of the Bears. Um, but, I, you know, just today alone I've seen a lot of heat you know, picking up right now about Jim Harbaugh coming back to the NFL. How are you guys feeling about that? I I don't see a reason why he would. Um, leave his alma mater. Yeah, leave his alma mater. He's got a star-studded freshman quarterback. He's got a freshman, rec- uh, two freshman receivers and a freshman running back that are outstanding. Fat-ass contract. Uh, fat contract that he just signed not couple, too long. Like a couple years ago, maybe? Yeah, it was like two years ago. Maybe um, a year ago. Which I know that after last year they did restructure it. Mm-hmm. Um, because he wasn't winning, but that, if anything, that should give me more incentives to play better there because it was backloaded, right? If right. if he continued to do good, he even got more money in the back end. Um, so I don't see a reason why. Would it surprise me? No. Yeah, see, it wouldn't surprise me. But I'm with you, where I was like, as a Bears fan, I would love to see this happen. And, and honestly, like. If he did go to the Bears, I would love that. I would adore that. Let's go. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. I, I mean, like, you look at the four seasons, I think it was only four, that he coached the Niners. He didn't have a losing season. His worst season was his last one at 8-8. Eight and eight. And honestly, he probably would have stuck around if it wasn't for the dickhead down in Jacksonville right now, uh, Trent Balick, whatever his name is. Like, yeah. that, that's the reason he left San Francisco. I mean, his worst record was an 8-8. Eight and eight. He went to a Super Bowl. He went to, like, two NFC championships. Fuck, I'll take that in Chicago. Please. Yeah, any day. <laughs> so, I would love it, but I don't think it's going to happen. I don't think it's going to happen, though, but I would love it. Uh, Josh, what about you? Any what, do you do you think he could possibly leave his alma mater with everything that he's got lined up now? I mean, it feels like it'd be too good of a position to leave, even if the NFL's calling again. I, I feel like he's got way way too much of a secure spot where he's at. True, um, but I'm also like y'all. It wouldn't surprise me because he did do really good in the NFL, um, which is honestly like very very rare for like um, you know a lot of a lot of college coaches yeah. think they can coach in the NFL and then they get there and they're like shit this is a whole different ball game and as a Panthers fan you should know they're pretty well right now <laughs> uh, with Matt yeah, Rule yeah, yeah. <laughs> yep yep <laughs> fuck Matt Rule I mean, uh, I mean as, out of the I mean out of the last 15 years or so that I've been paying attention to pro football I can only really think of two coaches that came out of the college ranks and done well and that was Pete Carroll and Jim Harbaugh yeah so I mean, if it was going to be anybody to do it, I, I would have to be John Harbaugh. Um, I'm actually or Jim, Jim to, Harbaugh. Sorry. Yeah, I'm trying to pull up uh, his record because I, if I remember correctly, the dude has literally been successful anywhere because his first coaching gig was actually with San Diego, not not San Diego State, San Diego. Okay, uh, the Toros down in the Pioneer Football League. He went seven and four, and then back to back eleven and ones. Uh, in there, and that's when he made the jump to Stanford. Had a few bad years at Stanford, but then he kind of picked it up. Obviously, you know, had a couple good ones, including the twelve and one run, uh, winning the Orange Bowl, and then obviously, you know, that's when he jumped to the NFL. Had successful time in the NFL uh, with his records being. Let me grab it. Uh, 
13 and 3, 11 and 4, and then 12 and 4, and then 11 and 4 and 1, sorry, and then 12 and 4, and then 8 and 8. Two first in the NFC West, and then second in the NFC West. And also, got to keep in mind, you know, this is 2013. That was the year Seattle won the Super Bowl. So, I mean, that's who was first in the NFC West. So, I mean, like, the dude's been a consistent, like, everywhere that he's gone, he's been successful. Oh, yeah. And I did just now think of one thing while you guys were talking. The, the only way that he would come back up to the NFL in first, and I'm not saying this, I'm not saying this from a biased standpoint. Russell Wilson goes to Chicago. No, but that would be a good factor. But I do think that I, he would be interested in Justin Fields. I mean, Justin Fields fucking torched him a couple times a year, so you know, or twi- you know, twice in two seasons. So I feel like he'd have some interest in the guy. But the only way that he'd come up to the NFL is two re- is two ways. I think one, it would be Chicago because they have a great defense, a young a young quarterback they can build on, a young running back we can build on, young running back room that we can build on. Need some help at receiver? Yeah, sure, we need to fix that. So number one, if it's Chicago team that first draft him he's probably got some love for it and number two this is the one i just thought of if he is given a position similar to pete or similar to uh bill where jim can act as the head coach and the general manager i or feel at, like if that was if that was off, say in there exactly if he was offered that role where he could basically be the gm and the head coach i feel like jim would he might make the jump i, I think so too especially if if the whole thing in seattle does break down yeah. Imagine if they get Russell Wilson, right? You have your short-term success, like you have your short-term quarterback within Russell Wilson, right? You can have him for two, three, four years. Let him bring Justin Fields up to up to speed. Trade Russell Wilson off. Boom! You have your future the quarterback for the next ten years, and then like as far as like this year, this year is a pretty deep receiver draft. Y'all should be, you know in a position to draft a Olave from Ohio State. Or, well, maybe not him. We don't have a first. <laughs> well, you don't have a first. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, even then, like, it's it's a pretty deep receiver. Yeah, we receiver can get something heavy. in the second. So, I mean, you can get, you know, one or two pretty decent receivers in the draft this year and next. Yep. So, I mean, I can definitely see it. That's why I, it doesn't I don't surprise think we, me. I don't, I don't think, think it'll happen. But no, it, it it won't simply because we don't have the firsts to do any firepower to get Russell. Plus, if we did that, I feel like Justin would probably be like, "All right, well, I'm out. Fuck this. Trade me," which I wouldn't blame him. <laughs> but I, I will say, in Russell's case, I think the most likely destination for him is actually going to be uh, New York. They got the firepower. They have two top ten first picks, thanks to our pick, you know, and the Giants sucking. Uh, I feel like the I feel like Giants could be a legitimate des- uh, destination for uh, for Russell Wilson if things fall short this offseason with uh, Seattle, just because they have the firepower to make it happen. Well, and uh, Josh kind of kind of going to your side of the country there. He is a North Carolina bred guy. Yeah, Carolina has a has the picks and fire and and some players there to trade for. Him. Yeah, that's so. true. That's true. Could get Russ down and be a Panther. How you feeling about that? I mean that that would be great, but uh, but I honestly feel dream. like, uh, and honestly, he'd be a great fit for Matt Rule's offense. Yeah, I, I feel like we're a quarterback graveyard at this point. Oh, honestly, no. um, <laughs> oh come on! You, I feel like we're where I feel only, like we're where the quarterbacks go to die, dude. He's only like, killed three quarterbacks since he's been there. That's true. Well, well four, only, you, only three, four if you count PJ Walker. But yeah, but he's trying this whole rotating quarterback stuff and. I'm not a big fan of it. Like, you know, uh, it, it's, it, it is what it is. Like I get it. Like Cam, Cam doesn't know the uh, offense as well as like Sam and uh, 
and PJ do, but uh, like I feel like you need to pick one of them and just and just let them do their thing, and then just bring in. You know, I, I see bringing in Cam on like if if we need to do a uh, like on a some, goal line stand. Yeah, on the goal line and see, stuff like that. This but is, like this is what I would do as Carolina, which I don't think they're going to do. I think pretty much Cam Newton's done. Um, he'll probably be a free agent after this year. Um, in my opinion, with the whole Carolina situation, which, I mean, you listen to the show, me and Alex here has been a real big supporter of Cam Newton, especially after that first game when he was, you know, I'm back, and that whole ordeal, like, it was hype. The signs were there. Yeah, the signs were there. <laughs> and then like, it all felt shit. Yeah, that whole train derailed very quickly. But the thing is, like, if they if they retain Cam Newton, let him have an offseason to learn the offense and actually give him a fair chance at competing – then we'll see. Yeah. But I don't think that's going to happen. Well, I don't either. Well, and and pick up some freaking offensive linemen and uh, sack some of the freaking people that we have now because our offensive line, no matter what quarterback's been in there, has just been letting them get fucking punished all season. Yeah, and, and, that, and I mean, that's where kind of Seattle and Carolina is there is, you know, their biggest thing. They have weapons, but the offensive and defensive line are suffering. So that's definitely their both things. But um, kind of moving on from this situation, um, Washington announced that February 2nd they're going to be announcing their new logo and name. I'm, I'm actually really, uh, low-key excited for this. I'm not even going to lie. Yeah, I don't know why I'm so excited for it, but I am. Just because I guess it feels like, you know, it feels kind of just fresh to the league, you know. Like, oh, look, something new. Something new to look at. Um, <laughs> feels like Christmas. Yeah, it does. What, what what was it? The Indians that are the Guardians now in uh, baseball. Yeah, the Indians became the Guardians um, over there, and I did see that the Guardians was actually a potential for Washington, which is funny because that's uh, no no they're the DC Defenders is the XFL team, which I also saw Defenders was a possibility for the NFL team. I, the 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 one name I saw trending a lot was uh, Commanders was a name that I saw trending a lot. I still would like one of two. Give me the Red Wolves. I think that one would be pretty cool. Or give me, like, the Red Hogs or something. Because, I mean, they the, the the fan base has always been known as, like, you know, the the pig pen, whatever. They have, like, that section. And then, of course, you have the, the Hogs offensive line from their legendary couple Super Bowl runs. If they name anything with Hog, I may be an instant Washington fan. Thanks. <laughs> 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 Yeah, like I'm, I would expect that. I may go by. <laughs> now, they have two Razorbacks on their defense starting right now. Right. And Dre Green, uh, not Dre Greenlaw, um, Scooter Harris and Cam Curl, who have been playing great for them. Yeah. Hey, so, and, I mean, they buy me a jersey. And also, I mean, if the, even even if they do Red Hogs or Red Wolves, Red Wolves, Arkansas State. So either way, I feel like it's destined right now for you to become a Washington fan. I, I think they may be my number one team after that. Yeah. I think it has to be. Got a great head coach, Ron Rivera. Who I've always liked. Ron Rivera's great. Former Chicago Bear. You or, know, former, former Carolina Panther. Both of you Look, may have man, to. Uh, this, uh, this may everything's, have to, <laughs> everything's lining up. This may have to happen. Shane may say, fuck Denver, fuck Seattle, fuck Green Bay. He may say, fuck those and go to washington like it, it may happen you know like, what if you do i would actually really like that and welcome that because i know a seattle fan i know a denver fan i know a packers fan i don't know a washington fan so let's add this to my life hey it, it, you may <laughs> you may know too come february 2nd we'll we'll see we'll see I, like i said i'm betting on red wolves or red hogs that's what i think it's gonna be what i've, what I've also seen is um the warriors i've seen the washington I see, warriors. Yeah, i've seen warriors as well 
Which it would be all right. But I would prefer the hogs and the wolves. I think that'd be pretty cool. I think the red hogs would be dope. Yeah. That, I mean, it would make sense. The fan base, you already got the pig pen. You know, got the hogs. Like I said, legendary offensive line. Let's do that. Let's do that. Looking forward to that. Looking forward to following up on that. Uh, you want to jump? Let's jump into some playoffs. Let's jump into some playoffs because we've got a lot of stuff already kind of lined up right now. Uh, so we'll start with the AFC. Um, so we currently have... Tennessee, KC, and Cincy all locked for the playoffs and already locked up their divisions. Uh, Buffalo is locked for the playoffs. New England's locked for the playoffs, but it's up in the air who's going to be the division winner based on how these weekend's games goes. Uh, There are two spots left in the AFC. Indianapolis, Chargers, Vegas, Pitt, Baltimore all kind of fighting for it, but Indianapolis is playing Jacksonville. If they win, they're in. I see no reason why Indy's going to lose. And then Sunday Night Football, we got the Chargers and the Raiders. Um, you know, and it, it's down to that, down to that game. One of them, they win, they're in. So Chargers or Vegas, 100% in. Uh, so it's really up to kind of Indy. If Indy would happen to lose to Jacksonville, then it opens the door for Pitt and Baltimore. But, again, I don't see that happening. Um, so it's just going to be Indy and the winner of that, which the Chargers-Vegas game is going to be kind of tough. Darren Waller supposedly coming back good for Sunday Night Football. Uh, I will say if if the if Vegas wins and gets in, bro, you got to keep in mind they have an interim head coach. you got to give that guy a lot of respect, you know, oh, you know, for turning it around after what happened with John Gruden. Oh, yeah. Um, especially with the downfall that they had, like they were they – were, Pitiful. Yeah. And then the whole ordeal came out with John Gruden. Yep. And then for them to come out and possibly have a playoff spot with an interim head coach, it's it's definitely impressive. And then the one thing about the AFC as well is that the number one spot hasn't been locked up, which another coach to talk about is Mike Rabel. You lose Derrick Henry. You Everyone in the world assumes your season's done. And since Derrick Henry's been gone, Tennessee is still dominating in a run game. They're getting it done with, Trevor, uh, with Ryan Tannehill. Um, and potentially going to be the number one seed in the AFC. Got to give some respect to Mike. Yeah, and I think you've also got to give some respect to Ron Tannehill. I mean, yeah. who would have thought this, you know, five, six years ago when he was in Miami? Right, you know? exactly. But, no, that number one seed, man, for the AFC, that's what's going to be a little up in the air because let me pull it up real quick again. I think if Tennessee just wins, they get the number one seed. Yeah, if they win yeah, yeah. and they beat Houston, 4-12, and 12, Houston led by long neck Davis Mills. Um, then they're good to go. If Houston gets that dub, that's when it's going to open the door for KC. You know, but if KC happens to lose to Denver on Saturday, by the way, we have two Saturday games with KC and Denver, and then Dallas and Philly. Uh, then it, you know, in my opinion, I feel like with how how everything's laid out, I feel like Tennessee's good to go. They're going to be the number one seed and get the bye. Yeah. Um, uh, Buffalo clinches oh. the East Division if Houston wins. Um, if so if if Houston beats Tennessee, Buffalo will clinch if Buffalo wins uh or a New England loss. Yeah. Buffalo's just got to beat the Jets and they've got the East. Yeah. And they're good there. Um so and then, you know, Kansas City is uh, not Kansas City. Cincinnati, they have a lot of pieces that need to fall into place for them to get the one yeah, seed. So they'll need a um Cincinnati win, a Tennessee loss, a Kansas City loss, and a New New, New England loss or tie. Yep. And they or, can get the one. Yeah, or they would need um Cincinnati win, Tennessee loss, Kansas City loss, Buffalo win in order to get the number one seed. Which I, I just don't see that happening. I really don't, especially with the teams that you know the, that we got them playing. I mean, it also comes down to like if they're going to rest all their starters. You know what I mean? Which I would think Tennessee is not going to do that. They they can get the number one seed and get a bye. Fucking play. Yeah, I think I think those top three teams are not going to sit their players um, because who wouldn't want a week off? Exactly. 
Exactly. So in my mind, uh, Tennessee's locked in for the first, which if you told me after Derrick Henry went down that Tennessee was going to get the number one seed, potentially I would call you a fucking liar. There's no way I would have bought that. Yeah, me neither. No chance. Um, speaking of Derrick Henry, I got a notification a second ago because I have him in fantasy. Um, yeah, sad me. But uh, it says Derrick Henry expected at practice Wednesday, which would open a 21-day practice window to activate him from IR. Yeah, I, I, there's been a lot of news for a, about a month now that he could be ready to go for the playoffs, which, man, I got to say, if that ends up being the Does case. Does that put them in Super Bowl favorites? In my mind, yes, because you have fresh fucking legs on King Henry. True. I mean, and like that's dangerous. I mean, it took, like, what, five weeks before Derrick Henry was knocked off of the number one rushing spot after he was injured because of how far ahead he was, there was no chance this man was not about to break the yeah, rushing record. He, I think he was projected to beat the record and not only beat the record, but blow it out of the water by yeah. like three, 400 yards. Yeah, I mean, he almost had 1,000 yards when he got hurt. And when did he get hurt? Like, what, week eight? Uh, like seven or, seven or eight, the dude got hurt. Maybe week nine, I don't know. But the dude had... 975 rushing yards. I mean, this guy was about to blow this record out of the water, and it wasn't even going to be close. And it took weeks before, you know, like Joe Mixon beat him out of the number two slot because Jonathan Taylor obviously very firmly got the number one spot. But week eight. Week eight. Week eight, and the dude almost had 1,000 yards. That's, that's literally like mad numbers. That is mad. That is ridiculous. That's like a video game, 100%. So, I mean, you get a fresh leg, Derrick Henry, Coming into the playoffs, Especially I don't want to like, play fucking Tennessee. Do, do Fuck we know? That. Do we know potential matchups? All right, so because I mean, if you get a number one, if just say Tennessee gets a number one seed, which right now they're the, probably the favorite to do so. Okay, so this is how it would go. Uh, it, it, actually, it should be as I have it typed on the script. So it should be KC will play the Chargers, Cincinnati will play Indy, and Buffalo will play New England. If it all pans out, you know, let's all make assumptions here, and everyone, you know, wins the way that they do. This is how it would play out. So KC, in my mind, would beat the Chargers. Uh, you know, in my mind, uh, Cincinnati would beat Indy. Uh, New England, I actually think, could beat Buffalo there. So with that said, Tennessee would go on to play new england that's and with the fresh legs and the new england defense that's been yeah kind of iffy on the run defense and and if buffalo managed to get the dub and they beat new england in the playoffs yo i don't care what the betting line is i'm putting hundreds of dollars on fucking tennessee because buffalo's run defense eats the biggest ass in the nfl and that's not true they're not they're not dead last at 32 but they are really they're they're really out of the out of the playoff teams they are the worst and it's not close yeah uh so i mean if tennessee got to play buffalo (laughs) shit i mean jonathan taylor put what like 180 on them I think more. If not more. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, I, I mean, mean, if you got Derrick Henry against the Bills, shit, I don't care what the line is. I'm yeah, taking it. I'm taking it. It's not close. Um, what are your thoughts on the AFC playoffs here, uh, Josh? Um, I, I think I think the same thing, man. I, I think if if Henry does get to come back, um, there's no reason Tennessee shouldn't shouldn't make it. Um. But Do you think they're the, the favorites coming out of the, out of the AFC? Out of the yeah. Wait, what was the question? Sorry, uh, you, you like you, cut out. No, you're good. Um, do you think they're the favorites? If if Derrick Henry comes back for for the playoffs and may get the first round by, do you think they're they're the favorites oh, coming out of the AFC? They're they're 100 the favorites. If they get the bye and Henry comes back, like they're gonna have 
all their players fresh from the week off, and they're going to have fresh legs on Henry. There's there's no reason why um, they shouldn't be able to knock off whoever they verse. Um, and especially with the way that, you know, Kansas City's been playing, freaking New England's been playing. Buffalo started off hot, and then they've kind of been slowing down towards the end of the season. So, uh, you know, there's... I would say out of the entire AFC, the only teams that I am personally not worried about in the playoffs, it would be... You know, Vegas, if they make it, Chargers or Indy. I think the other five all have legitimate chances, especially Cincinnati. I, I actually, as of now, in, unless Derrick Henry does come back, I actually kind of low key have Cincinnati as my my AFC favorite to go to the Super Bowl. I do too. I don't, and I don't think yeah. that's a, I don't think that's a bad call at all. I think they're clicking all at the right time. Yep. Um, especially with the performance not last week, but the week before against Kansas City when mm-hmm. he, he put up five twenty five, and then this week with. Uh, Jamar Chase putting up 266, three touchdowns on only 11 catches. Yep. Um, breaking sure. Justin Jefferson's rookie <laughs> record last week. Yep. So um, I think they're definitely if if Dave Henry does not make it back or does not make it back in time, that's a big thing. Yeah. If they just imagine if they don't get the first round by, they have to play the first week. Um, like that first Saturday or whatever, mm-hmm. and it doesn't give them enough time to get Derrick Henry back. So that's a big thing. So that's. That's even more emphasis to try and play this last week and secure that first week by, because if you don't, you literally play the next Saturday. Yep. Because it's Saturday and then Sunday. Yep. So that would not be enough time for them to act, to activate them off the IR. Um. So if that does not happen, then yeah, I, I'll, I'll take Cincinnati on that all day. And and again, you look at the oh, yeah. matchups, and I feel like Tennessee's in a easy position to. Be the number one seed. KC should beat Denver. Uh, you know, if Denver would somehow lose against KC, fuck, I wouldn't be surprised if Tennessee rested their starters. You know, because again, Tennessee's playing Houston. All Tennessee's got to do is beat Houston. That's all they got to do. And 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 with that, like, it, depending on times on that game, I would not be surprised if they bring the starters out. Yeah, like the first quarter, oh, or second for sure. quarter, for and sure. It, and if they get news that Houston won. You well, won't, won't well, see their starters afterwards. Well, KC and Denver's Saturday. Oh, it is? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Tennessee-Houston game is on uh, Sunday. But I will say with what you're saying, there is no doubt in my mind there's going to be some scoreboard watching because one, one, one to watch is actually going to be the afternoon games because New England is going to Miami and Jets are going to Buffalo. You can guarantee you those two teams, New England and Buffalo, will probably be doing some scoreboard watching. Oh, and yeah. seeing how the others doing because oh, yeah. that could affect what's going to happen in the second half for both those games. Because um, yeah, either way, either way, they're all gonna they're all gonna be getting their their uh, backups ready just in case. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I mean they'd be stupid not to. So. Yeah, you want to? I mean, it's getting that time to where you want to get as much rest as possible. Um. Because, I mean, if you, if you're one of these one unlucky teams that aren't getting this bye week, then. Um, you want to try to rest your plays as much as possible. Um, but let's move on to the NFC if you want to go ahead and cover that, Alex. Yeah, this one's a lot more straightforward. I mean, this one's pretty easy in my opinion just because you have six of the seven spots clinched. Uh, Green Bay is already locked in the number one seed, so they're going to be guaranteed the bye. Uh, the, currently the number two team is the Rams, but they have not won the division yet. They're just clinched the playoffs. Tampa Bay is currently sitting at three with the, with, play, with the playoff clinched and the division clinched. Dallas at four with the playoffs and division clinched. But then Arizona is at five 
with the playoffs clinched, and this is where we get a little iffy on who's going to win the division or not, if it's going to be Arizona or it's going to be the Rams. The Rams are playing Seattle, who's currently 9-7, which I feel like is a pretty good turn. No, no, I'm sorry. The Rams are playing San Francisco, who's 9-7. I'm an idiot. I apologize. Um, so the Rams can clinch the NFC West with a win. With a win or a tie, they've got the West. For Arizona, the Rams need to lose. Arizona needs to win, which I actually, I'm going to be real. I think those are some legitimate scenarios. I feel like the Rams could possibly lose to San Fran. I don't think they will, but that is a legitimate, like, okay, hey, the Rams could lose and Arizona could get that. San Fran is still on the hunt. Philadelphia did clinch the playoffs. So for this, we only have two teams in the hunt. We have San Fran and we have New Orleans. If San Fran gets the win, they're in the playoffs. Uh, If New Orleans gets the win, plus a San Fran loss, they're in the playoffs. So, I mean, it's going to be iffy how it goes because, I mean, I do see the Rams potentially beating the Niners, and if that happens, all New Orleans has got to do is beat a shitty Atlanta team, and New Orleans is in. So, I mean, I feel like this one's a little bit more straightforward. I feel like uh, how it's going to go is I feel like New Orleans is going to be the one to get in because I just I feel like the Rams are going to beat the Niners. Uh, I do feel like that's going to happen, and I feel like the I Saints are going to beat the and, Falcons. And I think, honestly, with, with the matchups right now, uh, with New Orleans pulling Atlanta last week and with the Saints kind of playing a lot better the last couple of weeks than they have been, yeah, I think is a prime time for, for them because they'd be the, what, the sixth seed, right? Or they'd get the seven and then uh, Philly go six? It would really just depend on how these games go no, and with you. the final records. But, yeah, they would be six or seven depending on the Philly game. I don't even who does Philly play. Philly plays Dallas, so I would – I'd say Dallas is going to win. So, yeah. you know, Philly would lose. Uh, I feel like it, it'd be a toss-up if New Orleans or Philly got the sixth or seventh seed. Well, so that would just come down to tiebreakers. Yeah, Do we would. know who yeah. won out of the two games in Philly and New Orleans? Did they play this year? I think so. Then I, I don't remember off the top of my head. But, I mean, yeah, it'd just come down to tiebreaker is yeah. what it'd come down to. But, I mean, even then, I'm with you. I'm definitely with New Orleans te- sat snagging that spot and San Francisco's just falling short. Um, Philly, Philly won 40-29. to 29. Okay, then, yeah, Philly would get the sixth so, seed, New Orleans would get, we'll the, get seventh. the seven. Okay. So uh, what are your thoughts about that? Do you think uh, San Fran finds a way to pull out the win against the Rams and stays in that sixth seed, or do you think New Orleans sneaks in there? I honestly think New Orleans is going to sneak in there. I don't I don't see San Fran beating the Rams. You got to keep in mind as well because they don't have Jimmy G right now. Because like, whatever his yeah. injury was, it sounded like horribly fucking painful. It was just on his throwing hand, but apparently like muscle was torn off the bone. And he's got to have surgery. Like it sounds really fucking painful. But right now they do have Trey playing, which, yeah, yeah. And you know, with the whole thing, you know, I've talked about this tons of times on, on the show. You know, I think Trey Lance is still a really good quarterback, but it's just a matter of throwing him into the heat way too early. Oh yeah. Or and and it's not even and for San Francisco to speak, it's not even his fault. Like yeah. it's not even their fault. It's just Jimmy G can't stay healthy. So I would not be surprised that if they say go ahead and get rid of Jimmy G, get what they can, and just ride with Trey Lance. Right. But um, moving on, let's talk about some NFL record stats that are over-unders. We'll take some betting odds here, I guess, um, with some records that could possibly be broken in the the last week of the season. Yeah, it's just uh, let's just kind of throw some predictions out there, see if we're going to take the over-under on see if we think it's going to happen. So I picked out ones that were – Really close or obviously somewhat close that, you know, who knows? Could be possible. Probably not. We'll see. Uh, first up is actually the passing yards record. Currently still set by Peyton Manning with a 5,477. Tom Brady's currently setting 10 yards away from hitting 5,000. I, I say under on that. He, he's not going to throw. I mean, I mean, you never know. We, I mean, we've seen 
we we've seen some random shit happen in a week. I mean, Joey DeBurrow threw for five twenty five on Kansas City. I didn't see that coming. Yeah. So you never know. Tampa could come. I mean, the, Tampa's already confirmed to be playing their starters. So that's one thing to keep in mind. I mean, you never know. Tampa could come out and just beat the fuck out of Josh's Carolina Panthers and throw for five hundred something yards and maybe break the record. But I'm taking the under on that. Yeah, I, I as much as I think. Um, they, I mean, they're going to play the starters. I think Tampa Bay is in a mindset that we need to get ready for the playoffs. So they're going to do the bare minimum to win. I don't think they're going to be pushing Tom Brady and the receivers be like, hey, he needs this record. Because the man's already, I mean, he's got a full wall of trophies and accolades and all of this stuff. I don't think they're going to sit there and be like, hey, we need you to go throw for 530. So you yeah, go right. <laughs> what about you, Josh? Uh, well, just specifically, because I don't want to see my team done like that, I'm going to go ahead and take the under. There you go. There you go. <laughs> Next up is uh, the rushing yards. Our current leader is, of course, Jonathan Taylor with uh, 1734. The record is, of course, Eric Dickerson with the 2105. This is actually a two-part question. Part one, uh, do you want to take the over under if he's going to break the record, which he needs 371 yards to do? Or, you know, the second part, do you think he'll hit uh, 2,000? He only needs 266 for that. Who are they playing again? Uh, they are playing in Jacksonville, so I feel like it could be possible for the two thousand. I feel like he could get two sixty six. It's very possible for them to 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 get to two thousand. I don't think it'll be enough. I, I, I might think say he's under. Just, yeah, I'm gonna say under. I don't think he, I don't think I think the gap's a little too big because I think at that point, if you've if he's broken two hundred yards and got two hundred and seventy yards rushing, at that point they're gonna be winning big. They're gonna they're gonna sit him. Yeah, I mean they're in playoffs. Yeah. They're they're not gonna again. I don't think they're going to be in a position to where they're gonna, you know, maybe if they were out of the playoffs, but for some reason Jonathan Taylor was still doing as good as he is now. Right, it would be okay. Well, the one thing we've got going this season is let's see if Jonathan Taylor gets his record. Right, but with them in conti- contention and playoffs, I don't think they're going to push him that hard. Once they get into a crew, a good winning position, they'll yeah. probably. Yeah. So I, I'm with you. As much as I would love to see the guy at least get two thousand, I'm going to take under on both. I don't think he's going to get two thousand. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I'm gonna. Yeah, I'm gonna take under on both also because I agree they're going to sit him out the second that they that they get a comfortable enough lead that they don't need him anymore. Uh, the next one, this is actually, in my opinion, the second most likely uh, record to get broke potentially this upcoming weekend, and this is the receiving yards. Cooper Cup, of course, it being the leader with 1829. The record is set by Calvin Johnson with uh, the 1964. He needs 135 yards. I personally think it's going to happen. I think I think Stafford, I think Sean McVay, I think they're going to push to make it happen. Yeah. They I, seem like well, the kind of people, I mean, to do that. I, I mean, I agree. <laughs> um, with, with Sean McVay being such a young coach and having Bradford there, knowing that he's already – um, a person that's already broke the record with Calvin Johnson. Um, I think with that confidence in him, they may make the emphasis of, okay, let's go focus, out there. Focus Cooper. Yeah, let's go out and get this. Right? Yeah. They're going to be drawing up stuff specifically for Cooper. Um, I, I will definitely take the over. I think he breaks it. I'm taking the over on that as well. I also am going to take the over on that. I don't think there's any way that he doesn't get that many yards during the game. Now, follow-up, will he set an even higher record, and will he get over 2,000 receiving yards, which has never been done? Mm, well, uh, Very possible. Yeah, I think so. Uh, I think he could 171. Do it. That's yeah. all he needs. I, I, yeah, he's, he's one of their main targets. Yeah. I, I don't see there's any reason I'm why I'm taking the couldn't. over on both. I yeah. want to see him. I think, he, I think they are really going to push it. I really do. 
I do, I do too. I think they're really going to make an emphasis. Like I said, I think I'm pretty sure they're probably sitting in LA right now, drawing up plays yeah, specifically yeah. <laughs> for him to get there. And I, and you're right. I don't think that not only they're going to break the record, but I think he will probably surpass 2,000. Yeah, and then the follow up with that is actually the receptions. He's currently sitting at 138. Michael Thomas set it with 149 just a couple of years ago, beating Marvin Harrison's record. Uh, will he get? You know, will he get 149? Will he break it with 150? I think I 12 think, catches. I think this kind of goes hand in hand. I, it, it does. In order to get your 174, whatever he needs for the for the uh, 2,000 yards. Yep. I think you're going to need over 12 catches to do that. Yeah. How wild is it going to be if we if he breaks both records in the same game? I think it'll happen. I think it will too. I think we'll be sitting here next week, be like new record holder. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm taking the over. Taking the over on that, Josh. Uh, yeah, I'm definitely taking the over on that. Which I would love that's to see, e- man. That's easy money right there. I would love to. <laughs> I, I really would because, like, I still remember seeing this dude get drafted, like Cooper Cup. I remember seeing the guy get drafted. I've been following his story since then. So, I mean, this would be so cool. Uh, one that we were following pretty early on in the season as it was really blowing up was in the interception record with Trayvon Diggs. He's currently setting 11 record. is setting at 14. Couldn't even tell you about who. It's been over, like, fucking 60 years since that record was set. I don't know. Uh, at this point, I'm taking the well under on that one. I mean, he's really trailed off over these past few weeks. Yeah, uh, I'm taking the under as well. I don't think he breaks it. I don't even think he gets one, um, which, it, which it was brought to my attention a couple of weeks ago, and, and my buddy Clifton, again, uh, told me yesterday or last night, kind of refresh my memory. He's given up over a thousand yards receiving this year. Oh yeah, he gives up a shit ton of yards. So that just tells me that all he's doing is he's trying to bait. I mean, that's something that I used to do back in middle school. I would just try to bait the quarterback, and if I gave up yards, I gave up yards. But most of the time, I got the pick. Right. So it, it's kind of a thing where it's got kind of a toss up and. As a cornerback, you can't really like, especially in the professional level, you can't be doing that. True. So I'm taking the under. I am too. Same. Now, the most likely record to get broke, in my opinion, is actually going to be the sack record. T.J. Watt, I mean, T.J. Watt had a hell of a game. I think going into Cleveland, he had 17 sacks, and he came out with 21 and a half. You know, the record's 22 and a half by uh, Michael Strahan still, I believe, uh, because I don't think J.J. ever broke it. J.J. got to 20 sacks twice. Um, But, man, T.J. Watt literally just a sack away from tying it, sack and a half away from breaking it. Man, give me the over on that. He's breaking it. Yeah, give me the over. I think he breaks it, and he may even get one or two more. Yeah, I mean, um, I think he get, like, probably 24 yeah. at the end of the season. Yeah. Um, J.J. Watt tweeted out to him last night. He said, coming from an older brother that could never get there, but with two 20-sack seasons, uh, go get the record, brother. Yeah. Um, Love so to see that. That, that was pretty interesting. But, yeah, I think T.J. gets it. So, Yeah, give me the yeah, over. Yeah, I also, I also think he's going to get it, and I actually watched that game uh, – last night and it was insane like that man was all over baker like baker had no time to do anything bro even when he didn't sack him he was putting pressure on him like it was it was crazy they really wanted ben to go out on a good note and you could tell by the way the team was playing it was crazy and also that brings up a question um you know with how well he performed last night even though they're probably gonna be out of the playoffs and everything and just if he does break the record do you feel like that locks in him being defensive player of the year or do you think it's gonna still potentially be like michael parsons no it's still gonna be michael parsons parsons in my opinion because <clears throat> yeah he tj's gonna break the 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 sacks record but um michael parsons is gonna break other records <laughs> and the dude's a rookie so, I I think in my in my personal opinion, it's still Michael Parsons is still the favorite. I think T.J. Watt closes it, 
would I be surprised if the voters vote for him and they, he gets it over a rookie? No. But um, I think, in my opinion, it's definitely Michael Parsons is my favorite to win it right now. You want to know the Vegas odds? I just pulled it up because I was yeah. curious because I haven't looked at it. I'm sure TJ White's the favorite. He is. Uh, minus 350. What's uh, Michael at? Plus 200. Wow. And then Aaron Donald is plus 800. Miles Garrett's plus 2,000. And Trayvon is plus 3,300. Hmm. So, um, now, still talking about Jonathan Taylor that we did earlier. Um, he's currently sending 18 TDs. Do you think he could possibly get past 20 TDs? I mean, that's obviously not a record, but, I mean, it's still a personal accomplishment. You think, yeah. you, you think he could grab that? Oh, yeah. I think so. Um, I'm gonna take, take the over on that, especially since the Jags. Yeah, I think he'll get 20 TDs for sure. Yeah, 100. He'll he'll definitely get the 20, may even get 21. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, I definitely that's a that's a big thing. You know, 20 touchdowns in a year. That's a, it's a pretty big personal accomplishment. I think he'll get it. And one that I'm personally looking very closely at is Robert Quinn of the Bears. Hell of a comeback story for him. We signed him to a pretty fat contract. He got two fucking sacks after that fat contract. And a lot of people were calling for his head. And then he comes in. He's currently setting 18 sacks for this year, you know, setting a new Chicago Bears team record for sacks. Uh, do you guys think he could get to 20? He only needs two. We're playing the Vikings. Uh, Yeah, I think so. Um, Vikings are a team that, like, from what I know of, they like to – throw the ball a lot, especially with Justin Jefferson. And um, I, so, yeah, I definitely saw that they can get to 20. Now, would it be interesting if a season where T.J. Watt probably gets the record, could you see Robert Quinn getting three, four sacks and also getting past that record? That would be insane. Does that kind of dilute the, the, that record for T.J. a little bit, little, little bit more? There? I feel like the conversation would come up, yeah. You know, spe- you know, honestly, probably what would happen is that, uh, you know, Robert Quinn may not get talked about as much. Because, I mean, even though he's got 18 sacks, I don't feel like he's talked about that much no, outside, of, outside of Bears Kingdom. Not at all. Because, I mean, we were talking about it last week. Then he, he, he got snubbed from the from the Pro Bowl. No, he's in the Pro Bowl. He is? Yeah, okay. no, it's, it was Roquan Smith, okay. our middle linebacker, that got snubbed. It's a fucking disgrace that he's not in the Pro Bowl. Uh, but, yeah, Robert Quinn's in the Pro Bowl. Uh, he's one of our only Pro Bowlers. All right. <laughs> so, uh, Josh, what do, what do you think about uh, Jonathan Taylor getting 20 and then Robert Quinn getting 20 sacks? I, I think for sure that Jonathan Taylor's going to get 20, maybe even 22. I, I'm, I'm, four TDs? I'm saying that. That'd yeah, I'm, I'm saying he could probably get four TDs. Like, Jaguars' run defense is uh, horrendous. So <laughs> Fair. They are. Um, <laughs> so I, I wouldn't be surprised if he comes out and, and scores four TDs, because um, I mean all it take like all it takes for a rushing TD is for you to get on the one yard line with a pass, and then they hand it to you and you're in the end zone. So I mean, end of the day, it, it's not like you yards, know you yeah. gotta yeah, it's not like you gotta factor in the yards there. So I, I think it's a very real possibility he could he could uh, break twenty and even get to twenty two, um, maybe even more. Uh, depending on how much they play him, uh, yeah. And then I, think, Quinn, I think, I think, I think right there's now, no reason the, why he doesn't. Yeah, I think right now that's that's the biggest <clears throat> question is how long do you play him? But uh, continue. Yeah, and, and then Robert Quinn. I think there's no reason he doesn't get to 20. Um, do I think he's going to be nipping on TJ's coattails? Uh, I don't know about all that, but uh, after what I seen TJ do yesterday, I I don't think there's any catching him. Like, because if he's the, because uh, do they play on the same day? Yes, they both play at, at noon on Sunday. Pitt play, goes to Baltimore, Chicago goes to Minnesota. I was about to say, because if, like, one of them played, or, like, if, if he played before TJ and TJ's seen him, like, 
hit like 20, hit yeah, like yeah. the start nipping on his coattails, he'd probably be like, all right, fuck this. I'm destroying this quarterback right now. Like, <laughs> but see, you got like, to think, though, coming into this weekend, Roquan, uh, Roquan or Robert, sorry, was beating TJ and Sachs. Robert had 18 yeah. and, and TJ only had 17. Um, so is that as much um, praise to, to TJ as it is a downpour on Cleveland's offensive line? Fair. And plus you I mean, also got, you also got to think Robert's probably been more consistent than TJ or just as consistent as TJ. I could very well see a, a, a situation where, um, you know, maybe, you know, they're playing and, TJ isn't having a great first half, but Robert's got three, four sacks in the first half. Right. The, well, that puts Robert having the record. Now that puts pressure on TJ. Yep. It's gonna be yeah, a fun weekend. It. It's gonna be a fun weekend for some oh, yeah. records. <laughs> and I got a and I got a freaking works uh, Sunday, so it's gonna be a lot of checking my phone at work, yeah, <laughs> trying to see what's going on. I'm gonna be checking it a lot on Sunday, uh, just because I mean it's gonna be a record sort of weekend, and I'm here for that. Uh, and then I did actually pull up the MVP odds for us because I just want everyone's thoughts. Aaron Rodgers currently the favorite with uh, minus 400. Then Tom Brady plus 500. Joe Burrow plus 1,000. John Taylor plus 1,600. And Cooper Cup plus 2,000. Uh, and honestly, I would, you know, the safe bet to me, I think, is Aaron. I think the only reason Aaron won't win it is just because of all the COVID stuff, you know, the vaccination scandal that kind of came out with him. I feel like that could actually, actually hold him back. I feel like he would get shafted. Uh, and if that, yo, actually, you know what? Give me the plus 1,000 on Joe Burrow. Yeah, I agree. Especially if they get that one seed. Yeah. Um, as much as people are gonna say, "Oh, you're just hating on Tom Brady," and he's not gonna, but but Tom Brady's already come out and said, "I'm probably not ever gonna get another MVP." Same right. way with Aaron Rodgers, he probably wouldn't think that he would ever get another one. So if that happens, I would definitely take. I would probably go to, go to um, Oakland right now or right. the Saracen, put a hundred dollars down on Joe Barrow, yep. come away with a K. I'll, I'll be happy with that. Right. Right. Josh, how you feeling? I, uh, I honestly think it's. I mean, I think Aaron Rodgers has it in the bag. If I'm being honest, I mean, I, uh, I, I do too. I mean, I think if he does get shafted, I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, I think all three of us can yeah. agree that yeah. it's 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 pretty much Aaron Rodgers to lose. But we're just saying, like, when it comes to voters and this whole ordeal with Aaron Rodgers this entire yeah. year, if it's not I, Aaron Rodgers, we're betting on Joe Barrow to do it. Yeah, I, exactly. I don't think I, I just don't think it's going to really affect him that much because there's a vast majority of Americans right now that are, you know, they're, they're sick and tired of the whole COVID stuff anyway. Um, and they, so there's been a lot of people I've seen on Twitter coming out and actually like agreeing with what Aaron's doing that, uh, you know, they don't agree that you should be forced, blah, blah, blah. And so like, I don't think it's going to affect them as much as a lot of people think, but if he doesn't get it, I think it's also Joe Burrow. I don't, I don't see it going to Brady. Yeah, and I think what what hurts Brady there is all the weapons he has around him, right? You know, yeah. I mean, really, when, once you look down to it, all Aaron Rodgers has is Devontae Adams. I mean, of course, he has Aaron uh, Aaron Jones, but he doesn't have the receiver weapons that Tom Brady does. Yeah, you know, starting the year, Tom Tom Brady had Mike Evans, OJ Howard, Rob Gronkowski, Chris Godwin, Antonio Brown, mm-hmm. OJ Howard, 
Cameron Brake, Leonard Fournette. Like, like, don't get me wrong, the receivers up in Green Bay, man, they are good receivers, but they're not those guys. You yeah, know not I mean? at all. Alan Lazard, he's a good he's a good player. MVS, he's a good player. Randall Cobb, he's still a reliable player. I'm not gonna call him a great player. You know, his time's kind of passing, but he's still reliable. But I mean, it's it's Devontae or nothing. It, it's a fuck it, Devontae's out there somewhere. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and I think it re- it really comes down to the same thing with Joe Barrow, which I'm not I haven't really kept up with how Joe Mixon's playing. I know he's playing well. He's, he's playing very he's well. He's playing very well this year. Yep. Um, I don't know if it's on the caliber of like Aaron Jones or anything or like where's his yards or anything, but again, it's the same thing with Joe Burrow. It's kind of a thing like, oh, Jamar Chase is down there somewhere. Yeah, but he's also no, got I mean, T. He's Higgins. Got T. Play. Higgins too, and he's and, got and Boyd's kind of dropped a little bit, but you know, T. Higgins and, and Jamar's really stepped up. Oh, hundred percent. I mean, and when you have a rookie receiver going for fifteen hundred yards in yeah. a season, um, I mean, that's that's pretty impressive. So. It is. Uh, a couple little pieces of news I want to shout out is Michael Gallup with the Cowboys. He did tear his ACL this past weekend. Big T's and P's there, especially since the guy was he was being set up to be a free agent. And this late in the year, have a tear like that, ah, oh, man, that's going to be a fucking killer for him. And then the Giants waived former first-rounder of the Titans, Isaiah Wilson, from their practice squad. In my opinion, I was shocked to see Isaiah Wilson ever get another chance because that was the first-rounder from 2019, the tackle from Georgia. Uh, who, like, never played for the Titans one time, didn't suit up for him once in his rookie year, and they cut him because he got, like, got, like fucking shit-faced and was, like, on top of a car and dancing or, or some shit. But, you know, big, dumb, you know, dumbass rookie mistakes. I'm surprised he even got another chance with the Giants on a practice squad, but he got waves. Uh, probably won't see him again, but we'll see. Uh, we can jump over to our picks now for the week, uh, which obviously is just pretty much the national championship. Unless we wanted to repick the FCS, I mean, I still have our picks from weeks ago. Yeah. We'll repick the spread on that because obviously it has changed from when we originally picked it and maybe give a new score prediction. But I mean, our original prediction a few weeks back, I'm pretty sure you had Montana State and I had yeah. North Dakota State. Even though I think North Dakota State is going to win, I said strictly to to tie up the yeah. tie up the picks. I'm going to go with Montana State, and I'm I still stand by that. Okay. Uh, so I'll hit the music, which I don't think even I don't think Josh can even hear it if I remember correctly. Huh? Yeah, I don't think nope. he will. Do uh, well, just so you know, Josh, music is playing. And when you listen <laughs> to the show, you'll be able to hear it. Exactly. All right, so we'll kick things off with the national championship. How are we feeling on it, boys? Who do we want to lock in here? I think uh, you know we we briefly talked about it in the beginning of the, beginning of the show. Yep. Um, I just don't think Georgia's there, man. I think they cut it down. I think it gets a little closer than what the SEC championship is, but I think at the end of the day, it's going to be real tied, and, and they're going to be going back-to-back. I agree. I'm rocking with Alabama on this one. I think they got the dub. What about you, Josh? Like, like I said earlier, and I stand by what I said, I think Georgia is going to come out with a vengeance, and uh, they're going to try and run it back on Alabama, and uh, I think they're going to succeed this time, so I'm going Georgia. I like it. I like it. Uh, now, we do have one more bowl game that is being played literally tonight when we are recording. Do we want to recall this? Uh, it is the Texas Bowl with LSU and Kansas State. Uh, you know, I'm asking because me and you are one game apart. I'm one game ahead of you. And all three of us, me, you, and Tyler, all picked LSU. Are we wanting to kind of rethink some things? How you feeling? You still think LSU's got a guy? Because, I mean, I'll be honest, I don't mind a flip. I feel like Kansas State might can do this. I, I don't mind flipping either. Okay. I don't mind flipping. So... Whatever, whatever you're going with, I'll go the opposite just for picks, just just for controversy. Okay, I'm gonna rock with Kansas State. I'll flip on you. Yeah, okay. we got the game tonight. That way, you know, I'll, go, I'll flip on you. I'll go Kansas State. We'll see how the game goes here. Because right? I think Kansas State's a great team. Yeah. So I'm, yeah. I'm comfortable with either one of those picks. Uh, and I really and, don't like LSU, so that helps. That's fair. <laughs> that's fair. Uh, and then we are gonna still rock with North Dakota State and Montana State. So that said, what do we got for our college spreads? 
Um, so Shane Sharp picks of the week. We need like a like a button, like a soundboard. We'll, for we'll that. get we'll get we'll That'd get great. that. We'll get maybe, that. Maybe next season. Um, let's see here. So of course we've only got uh, two games, three games. Yeah, we got three. Got three. Games. Got three games. Um, so the North Dakota State, Montana State. We've already kind of covered that, but it's um it's still setting at. What do you have the spreads over there for it now? Right now. I, I just wrote down what you had. What you uh, had. I don't know yeah. what it was a couple of weeks ago. I know it's changed. I'll, we'll, just, well, it's changed. We'll just say that. Okay. It's changed. Um, so, over under, it opened up at 47.5, and, and then North Dakota State's a 9.5-point uh, favorite opened up as. Um, it is currently sitting at North Dakota State's an 8-point favorite over under 42.5. Eight points is a lot for two teams that are very dominant at the FCS level. Especially with that high-powered offenses they got. Like, while I think North Dakota State's going to win, I don't think they're going to win by eight. So, actually, give me the plus on that. Give me the plus for plus eight for Montana State. Uh, me as well. Give me the plus eight because I picked Montana State to win. Um, and then give me the over on the 42 and a half. Yeah, give me the over on that as well. Josh, you want to chime into this? I hate to be a repetitive, but I'm going to also go the plus eight and over on the 42 and a half. Hey, hey, we have trifectas here on the show all the time. Yeah, you should know it that. happens. Um, <laughs> so now is the game tonight. It's uh, is it eight o'clock kickoff? I think it's eight o'clock. Yeah, it's here it shows nine o'clock, but they most most of the time they're on Eastern time. So um, it opened up as an LSU uh, minus two and a half over under 46 and a half. It is currently setting at um, uh, Kansas State minus seven, which is a big flip, um, and then over under 47 and a half. Uh, give me the minus seven, and then give me the give me the over. Okay, I'm going. Uh, I'm going plus seven, and I'm going under. Okay. Uh, I'm gonna go. Hmm. So I just learned spreads today, so I think I'm gonna go. <laughs> I think, so, I'm gonna go, so I think I'm also going to go plus seven, and I think I'm going to actually change it up and go over. Okay. Okay. So plus seven. So, so for instance, plus seven means they're choosing LSU to either win the game or to not lose by seven. And then you chose the combined points to be over 47 and a half. Yep. Okay. Yep. I think it's going to be a high scoring game. They're pretty, they're, I mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, um, so now we've got Georgia and Alabama National Championship game, which is uh, officially uh, uh, six days from today. It's yep. next next Monday. Yep. Um, it opened up at 53-and-a-half over-under, and Alabama a one-point favorite. It is currently sitting at Georgia a three-point favorite and 52-and-a-half over-under. Give me the plus and over. Um, give, me the plus on, give me the plus and over as well. I'm going to take the minus and over. Okay. All Respect right. it. Respect it. Uh, all right. Jumping into NFL. Uh, well, like I said, we do have two Saturday games this week, so look forward to that. But as I've already stated before, when it comes to our, you know, when, when it comes to our final overall, how'd we do that I'm going to break down next week, they're just going to be counting as noon games. Get over it. Uh, first up, we have KC and Denver. How are we feeling on this one? Give me KC. As a Denver fan, as much as I would love to see Denver win, I got to go KC. Yeah, I'm. <laughs> I'm gonna go Kansas City specifically because I have Patrick Mahomes in fantasy, and I really want to see him put up some points for me because I'm winning in the playoffs right now. So, oh, your playoffs goes all the way to the end. Okay. Yeah, he's in an ESPN league. Gotcha. Okay. Uh, Dallas and Philadelphia. Give me Dallas. Uh, yeah, give me Dallas as well. Yeah, give me Dallas. 
Now, if Minshew fucking mania was running wild, I'd pick Philly. That's a different story. <laughs> uh, Green Bay, <laughs> Detroit. Is that, is that even a fucking question? Yeah, Green Bay. I mean, Bay, you can set your starters for Green Bay, and Green Bay will still beat Detroit. Indy and Jacksonville. Give me Indy. Yeah, give me Indy as well. Same. We're going to have to break off at some point. Yeah, we will. Don't worry. Washington <laughs> and the Giants. This is kind of a tough one to pick. I, I still like the way Washington r- plays right now. I still like Ron Rivera. Um, I still like that that offense. For some reason, Tyler he- or Taylor Heineke has got them going. So, um, and I'm plus, like I said, two Razorback players on defense. I'm going Washington. Give me Washington as well. You know what? I'm going to change it up, and I'm going to go with uh, with New York. I respect it. Uh, Chicago and Minnesota. Give me the Bears. Um, I'm going Vikings. I like Justin Jefferson way too much. There. Um. Hmm. I think I'm gonna go Chicago. Respect it. Thank you. Uh, Tennessee and Houston. Give me Tennessee. Yeah, give me Tennessee. I don't like Houston or their for what or their entire front office. Fair. Yeah, I'm definitely I'm definitely going Tennessee also. Pitt and Baltimore. Give me Pitt. They're going to be playing their asses off to make sure Big Ben goes out with a dub. Give me Baltimore just because I don't want to see him go out with a dub. That's so disrespectful. I, I respect I respect what he's done, but honestly, um, I've never liked him since he beat one of my favorite teams back in the day, Arizona, when they had Kurt Warner. I was really pulling for them, and uh, ben, ben had to go down there and throw a sideline End zone catch. Not to mention he beat your Seahawks in the Super Bowl. Yeah, yep. See, I I can't cheer for him. I'm sorry. He broke my heart. (laughs) Now his heart gets broken. All right, all right. I mean, Lamar Lamar's let me down or let me down way too many times this season. I think uh, I I think it's still Tyler Huntley that's playing too. Yeah, I'm 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 all behind Tyler Huntley. Let's go. Yeah, he's he's uh, let me down way too many times, and for that reason, I'm gonna go pit. Cincinnati and Cleveland. Uh, Cle- Baker's obviously done. Uh, he's having surgery on his shoulder. He will not play. Um, easy. Give me Cincy. Yeah, give me Cincy. I don't even know who their backup is. Oh, is it Colt? No, it's not Colt. Uh, Case Keenum? Yeah, give me Cincy. Yeah, I'll take Cincy also. Afternoon game. San Fran and the Rams. Give me the Rams on this one. Yeah, give me the Rams. Um, if they do what we all think they're going to do and yeah. feed Cooper, there's, it's going to be a long day for San Fran. Yeah, I almost feel bad for San Fran, but uh, not bad enough to pick them, so I'm going to go Rams also. Carolina and Tampa. Give me Tampa. They're going to beat the fuck out of your Panthers. You know, <laughs> just because I would love to see Tampa Bay lose and because uh, they're not – they're, what, a two seed right now? Two, three, three, three. Uh, give me Carolina. Fuck it. Uh, you know we got Josh on the show, so emotional pick right here. I'm going Carolina. Uh, I mean, as much as I don't think we're gonna win, I'm also don't going do Carolina. it to me. You you can't. I I just spent so much time to side with you in Carolina. You're gonna go Tampa Bay. He That's used tough. his emotional pick for you. I uh, know. No, I literally said, as much as I don't think we're going to win, I'm going to go Carolina. Oh, okay. I thought I, I thought you were about to be like, well, I know we're not going to win, but I'm going <laughs> to. No, nah, bro. I got to be the Tyler of the show today. You know, I got to make all the like all the picks that uh, nobody else would pick. Yeah, you well, in that case, you need to pick Miami next. We got New England and Miami. Well, and he did pick the Giants, so yeah, he's, that on, is he's true. on the road. He is true. <laughs> yeah, New England, Miami. I'm picking the, the Patriots on this one. Yeah, same. 
See, I can't pick Miami because Hunter Henry's been going off, and I got to go with Hunter Henry from New England. New Orleans and Atlanta. Give me the Saints. Give me the Saints as well. Uh, because of what the Saints did to me last, did to my team last week, I'm gonna go ahead and go with Atlanta. <laughs> Jets and Buffalo. Does anyone want to be bold and pick the new the New York Jets upset? I don't. I'm not gonna be bold. Just because oh, I'll Tal- be bold, bro. just because Tyler's not here, I'm going Jets. <laughs> I respect the shit out of that. <laughs> I'll also go Jets because I don't care about my record. That's true. I mean, this is your first time on. You're just doing this for fun. So that's yep, fair. Yep, yep. Uh, and then lastly, the win and your in scenario, the Chargers and the Las Vegas Raiders. How are we feeling? I think this comes down to quarterback play. Um, and honestly, on the defensive side, I trust Joey Bosa um, over – or not Joey. It's um, Yeah, it is Joey is Bosa. It is Joey? That's, the, that's the Bosa for the Chargers. Okay. So, yeah. So, I, I trust Joey Bosa and – and um, 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 what's his name? Darwin James or something? Darwin like James, yeah, back there. Oh, uh, 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 yeah, defense more than I trust the Raiders defense, and I trust Justin Herbert more than I trust Derek Carr. So I'm going Chargers. I'm gonna go Chargers as well. Same. And that is all of our picks um, for the terrible uh, fantasy league. Shout out to Nate with his team Stafford infection. He's been. He's been the team all season long. He did win the championship. I got the trophy for him. Just got to get it signed in Sharpie, like I said I would, and it's his. Just got to get it to him sometime here in the near future. Shout out to Nate. Uh, He did say that he would be back for the league next year. Looking forward to next year's fantasy league. Uh, Boys, what's for dinner or not? What are we doing? Wait, no, we still got to do NFL spreads, right? Still got to do spreads. Hit the music again. I'm sorry. No, you're good. I got food on the brain right now, bro. We're at hour 40. See, I'm not as hungry this week because I got my cheeses next to me. So Bastard. All right, let's hit these spreads. Let's do it. Let's Uh do it. So I'll I'll try to go through this as quickly as possible. Got Dallas and Philadelphia opened up at uh, Dallas three and a half point favorite over under 44 and a half. It is currently sitting at Dallas seven seven point favorite uh, over under 42 and a half. I do think Dallas is going to win, but give me the plus. Actually, I don't think I don't think I think it's going to be a close game. Um, I think Dallas kind of runs away with it. Um, Give me the minus and the over. Yeah, give me over. I don't know if I said that. Yeah, give me the minus and over also. Um, and then I picked this game specifically because Josh was here. Um, we got Carolina <laughs> and Tampa Bay. Uh, it opened up at 43 over under. Tampa Bay was a minus 16 and a half opened up as. Um, it is currently sitting at 42 over and uh, 42 over under. Uh, Tampa Bay minus eight. Give me the give me the minus and give me the over. That over Tampa Bay will do by themselves. <laughs> That's tough. Um, give me, give me the, um, plus eight because I picked Carolina to win and, um, I'm, this is kind of like my throwaway pick. Um, and then give me the over. Yeah. Give me the plus eight and over also. Um, and then I've got San Francisco and the Rams, uh, opened up at 44 and a half, uh, Rams minus six and a half. That is currently sitting at still 44 over under. Uh, 44 and a half over under, and then the Rams are minus four and a half. Give me the minus and give me the over. Uh, give me the minus and the under. I'm going to take the minus and the over. All right, and then last not but least, we have to include an extra pick in this week because it's uh, kind of a big game. As we stated before, it's a win, and you get into the playoffs. Chargers and Raiders. Um it opened up at charges two and uh, minus two and a half over under forty seven and a half. 
Um, it is currently sitting at Chargers are minus three and over under is 49 and a half. Minus and under for me. Minus and under as well for me. We'll go minus and over just to be different. Respect. You know, you got to be built different. Built different. Respect that. Trust me, you're just not that guy. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, this is my first time doing spreads, so if I do bad, hey. hey it's, it's okay. It's learning. It's um, on the positive side, you can't do much worse than what Tyler's doing. That's right now. true. That's true. He's got it rough, bro. Yeah, he is down bad when it comes to the spreads, but it's all right. Hey, me, me and Tyler are about the same when it comes to picking stuff. I mean, you've known me long enough for that. Like, yo, yo. I will, I will pick the underdog all day long. All right, so, um, yeah, so you covered the Jimmy, right? Jimmy won the won the trophy in your fantasy league. No, his name is Nate. Nate, sorry. Yeah, no, Nate won it. Um, well, let's. Uh, I'll I'll kind of plug this in real quick. Um, Josh here coming into his playoffs in fantasy, he was five and eight. He was bottom of the league. Um, he's now won two playoff games and is in the championship game this weekend. Hey, shout out to that. So uh, he's yeah, got man. a big weekend ahead of him in fantasy. Me, I uh, I have officially dropped out of everything and retired from both of my leagues. So no information, no <laughs> um, – you're not going to get any tips from me. So – yeah, he gave me a he gave me a tip this last week, and uh, I'm I'm not gonna say it was a bad a bad tip, but it kind of was. <laughs> okay, who in the world? I forgot what the player was. It, it was uh, I have I have. Um, oh, Singletary! The, I told him to sit Singletary. Yeah. Who in the world would have thought Singletary would have done that, anything? That's that's that is fair. Who who would have thought he would have popped off well, the way that he did? Well, well, he told me to sit Singletary and put Pollard in. Well, Pollard put up like six points. And Singletary put up like twenty two, and I was like, "Yep, well." And I literally barely, barely uh, won this round by like two points. Look, I expected Pollard to do between six and ten, but I would have expected Singletary to do like four. Yeah, I would have expected four. Like, who would have thought Singletary was going to pop off? Right. So, but, you know. uh, but but shout out to Jamar Chase for single handedly winning me the round this week. Look, in one of my leagues, this is why I'm, another reason why I'm happy to retire from both of my fantasy leagues. I had Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase in my starting lineup. Still lost. That's rough. Yeah. Um, anyways, what's for dinner? Um, I'm probably going to have a box of cheeses over here. <laughs> um, breakfast pizza for me. Breakfast pizza. That sounds good as hell. Yeah. Um, Got them at Walmart for seven bucks. Oh shit! Yeah, over in the deli. I didn't know about it till John told me last game static episode. He's like, "Yeah, I got breakfast pizza at Walmart for seven bucks." I'm like, "Excuse me, sign me up." I, I literally went to go pick it up. Um, my, my mom's at rib crib tonight, um, working, and uh, she's gonna bring me uh, some sliced brisket and sliced chicken and sliced turkey. Love me great. some rib crib, man. I, I've only had it one time. got food poisoning. I haven't been back. That's fair to not go back then. <laughs> yeah. It could just be that location, though. Yeah. The Benton location has been kind of frowned upon, right. at least in my any, inner circles. Any, right, any, right. any location of Benton's frowned upon, let's be honest. True. Fair. <laughs> um, Every time I've been there, I'm like, where am I right now? <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, I'm probably just going to have snacks tonight. Um, I may cook something a little later on, but I have no idea what. I don't yeah. know what I got in the fridge. Well, Josh, I do appreciate coming on. I appreciate supporting the show. Uh, give one last shout-out to yourself. Uh, where can people find you? Uh, Twitch.tv slash IggyXX is where you can primary fi- primarily find me. And uh, 
I uh, post a, quite a bit on Twitter, uh, so my Twitter's uh, TTV XX. Normally retweet a lot of stuff, but I also uh, post quite a bit when I'm going live and stuff. So, right on. And like I said earlier, all of his links will be down in the description below. So definitely go show him some love as well as make sure to also, as we've said probably before, you know, multiple times, go show uh, Shane some love on his Twitch and everything because the you know these two are probably going to gear up for another 24 hour stream. See if they can tackle that again and beat it. We'll see if they can do that. Probably won't be for another month or so. Yeah, got to completely recoup. Yeah. Uh, yeah, well, we're still reeling from the yeah. first one. Joshua, I know you can't hear it, but the music is playing. So any last thoughts, boys, before we get on out of here and get ready for the final week of the NFL season? Um, let's let's go Carolina. Let's let's upset uh, upset Tom Brady. Let's do it. I can see the prayers going out the window now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, the gods aren't listening, but it's okay. Well, everybody, thank you for listening, Josh. Thank you for coming on, and um. Thank you for listening to the Terrible Football Show. We're out of here. Yep. Have a great day. See you.